on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we've got a very little amount of news from this past week, but Chad's back. Chad is here. First time in what feels like forever. His update is finally over. It was a big update. Um, Still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on that. Uh, we've got beer ratings from last weekend's NXT No Mercy show and AEW Wrestle Dream. And then we have the weekly recap. We might talk a little bit about this weekend's fast lane, but not doing predictions, official predictions for fast lane. We only do this for the big five on each brand. Uh, so yeah, those predictions will be out on, oh God, is the show on Saturday? It's WWE show. It's probably on Saturday, but yeah, that's what we're talking about today. As always, you can follow us on social media at DDT wrestle pod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 122 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Joe and Chad. Chad, you're back. I am back. How's it feel to be back? It was such a freaking busy month, man. I gotta yeah. be honest. Like, Same. And every time something, I finally felt like I got time, something like broke. My AC broke at one point. My car broke down. I had to take that back in. Joe knows all about car breaking down. And about his AC breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was but out your, for longer. But yeah. your AC is already fixed? You know, they came out like the next day and it was just like a <laughs> clog in the drain line that was backing up into the system. So they just unclogged the drain line and it was like immediately back good to go. Uh, oh, I could have fixed that for you. Yeah. Yeah. He told me how to do it. So like I, I don't have to call them and pay 50 bucks for him to come out again. But how much? So it was $50 for him to do that for you? Yeah. It was just do my you, home warranty service call fee. Did you Did you feel a little like a little bit less of a man that you didn't know that you could just unclog a drain line? I didn't think that such a simple fix was the reason why the system would not turn on. I checked everything electrical because that's what I do. So I, right, mean, I right. tried all the electrical portions. I checked all the fuses and I checked the breakers and everything, but I didn't right. do anything mechanical with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a drain line. Goddamn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't like it. Don't like when the, the condenser coils are covered. Yeah. Moment of truth for me. I've had the same thing happen and I, I didn't fix it. <laughs> I had someone else do it. <laughs> oh really but yeah I, I felt the need to make fun of you a little bit for it and then i admitted it it's not oh, like i kept that to good. myself you know i'm when i'm my, down for when, a little self-deprecation when my when my air conditioning broke that was the first thing i checked and then it turned out that it blew out all the refrigerant uh mm. so it wasn't the drain line yeah it also wasn't fixed for like a month six, six weeks Jesus Christ. I got so mad I went and bought a house. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Okay. Um, let's get into the news. Um, let's see. I let's let's give uh let's give Chad the floor to 
uh, explain the following. One second. Just got to get to it. Here we go. I'm getting there. I'm there. Okay. Chad, please explain the following. The podcast might be okay, but I don't care to find out because of the host's obnoxious behavior at the Raw in Norfolk. Nobody cares about your podcast and nobody wants to hear your, you spout your drunken nonsense all night while you're holding your stupid sign in front of everyone's face. I got to be honest. Um, I haven't talked about the Raw um, since I wasn't here for that episode, but uh, I only had like four or five beers that night, but I took like I've, I have a taking cough medicine and like Dayquil and everything like heavily the day prior to and that day and i hadn't eaten that day so those four or five beers really fucked me up um (laughs) there's like gaps in my memory for that show of raw but what i do remember is me never sticking my sign into anyone's faces i Uh, remember you sticking the sign up in people's faces okay it it wasn't during matches it was it was like during entrances or uh you know but in between matches wait what's what was your sign it was our it was our DDT wrestle sign. Oh and, god, that's and, why they know the podcast. It was the and, podcast sign. And I can I can confirm that. Like I can't confirm it, but I know that you were because you weren't just holding it up facing the ring. You were doing circles like, uh, and showing everybody behind us the <laughs> sign as well. Well, I wanted to make sure the people in our section knew what I was holding up. You know, I wanted to make sure we got those followers, those listeners. Can't confirm well, we've gained zero. <laughs> can't confirm. That. One dude behind me said he was going to download it, and he might be the person that was like, "Fuck this guy," and then just instead decided to roast us with a bad review. Yeah, we haven't gotten any new listeners. Just one bad review I on think Apple. That guy just hated the idea of drunk dudes being drunk dudes because he didn't like drunk dude Chad being drunk dude. Yeah. So I, I can I listener. can also con- confirm that Chad came to my house that night. He's like, I haven't eaten anything, so uh so that the beers will hit f- faster. So you did it on purpose. You you were talking about like <laughs> you being drunk being like being so drunk being because you didn't eat anything, but that was a choice you made. The the choice that I mean me taking the cold medicine that day was also a choice. You're not really supposed to know you, you take you take cold medicine when you're sick. Like I get that. I've drank when I've taken Dayquil slash Nyquil. I get that. Sometimes you want to drink or you're at an event where like it's rude to not drink. And you're also sick a little bit sick, so you take some medicine. That I get that. But the not eating, that's just I mean, was, I think it was a trio of all three of them, it really well, obviously. Uh, Fucked me up. Um, poor choices were made. Um, and then fucking Nia Jax showed up, which really just like <laughs> sent it all downhill. Yeah, but she's been crushing it, dude. Crushing people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what I was going for. You all right. It sucks. Uh, let's get a off... whole Nova scope about how much I disliked her. <laughs> let's uh, let's get off of that real quick. And uh, some other pieces of news. The TMZ footage came out of Matt Riddle in the airport. I had you guys watch it before we started recording. I honestly haven't watched it in like a week, uh, maybe a little under a week. So I don't really remember. I didn't remember if it was good or not. I just remember taking a note of it. But you guys said that it wasn't, there wasn't really anything to it. It kind of just looks like a video of him drunk in an airport, which, you know, has happened to the best of us. It happens to me pretty much every time I go. Especially when I fly with like Leslie's parents, because, you know, when you're flying with someone's dad, like, yeah, I'm a father now, but 
I'm I still haven't gotten to the like must show up six hours before flight dad mode. Yeah. <laughs> but but her dad's there. So we get there early enough. Like they make it they make it like a, a point to get there early enough so that they can drink. Which I which I enjoy. But at the airport, that sounds fucking expensive. I'm getting drunk well, on a plane. When you're going when you're getting on an airplane, it's usually usually for a vacation. So well, you put the money savings in there for the airport drinks. Yeah, vacation money is <laughs> is throwaway money. Speaking of vacation <laughs> money, where's my money? I do owe you for April a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh just just take it out of uh Brooks's money tort to you. Brooks does He owes you like a million dollars. Oh yeah, Brooks does owe me a lot of money. I forgot I'll have to ping him on that. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um all right. Uh, other piece of news. So I said last week, Roman's next match is in November. I th- I had the date, but it's whatever date the crown jewel is, because the rumor now is that he's going to be facing LA Knight at crown jewel, which when we talk about SmackDown will become a, like, I think this week it became a little bit more apparent about how that's going to go down. Um, And then uh, last piece is kayfabe is now officially a word in the Merriam Webster dictionary. It only took, you know, an extra 15 years after Bootylicious got in there. So (laughs) do you guys want to know what the definition is? Sure. Sure. Okay. Kayfabe noun, the tacit agreement between professional wrestlers and their fans to pretend that overly staged wrestling events, stories, characters, etc., are genuine. Broadly, tacit agreement to behave as if something is real, sincere, or genuine when it's not. Uh, Second definition. The play acting involved in maintaining kayfabe. That's a pretty good definition. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty spot on, but I don't like it. I don't like how dumb it makes us sound as wrestling fans. I mean, no, it says we're in agreement, like an agreement you both understand, right? That's fair, agree- I guess. It's using the word agreement, which means that like me and you are both agreeing that we think it's fake, or we know it's fake, but we think it's real. You know, like so. I like the word agreement being part of there because it makes us not sound dumb. So here's my, <laughs> here's my next question. It only says, um, it only talks about professional wrestling. It doesn't talk about sports entertainment. So is WWE real? And AEW yeah, realer than UFC. That's for sure. Well, yeah. yeah, we all know that that's like just as fake as it gets. But I don't know. Fake. Just, you know, something to think about. That's what the F stands for. Ultimate fake fighting championship. Yeah. UFFC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fake fighting is just one word. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's in it's in the website. It's, uh, it's uh hyphenated, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Anything else before we get into NXT No Mercy? Nope. No. All right. Mercy. Let's get into beer ratings from last weekend. Uh, real quick, what show did you guys enjoy more? NXT No Mercy. Me too. I stayed awake for NXT No Mercy. I think that the the length of the show was perfect. I think that it had the best match of the weekend. I think it had the two best matches of the weekend. I even enjoyed some of the undercard, which cannot be said about Russell Dream. Did you really? Did, so did you not enjoy Danielson and Saber? I did of, enjoy Danielson and Saber. No, I really did enjoy Danielson and Saber. I really just... enjoyed Swerve and Hangman. But that is it for any match that happened before the two last matches of Russell Dream. That's a 14 match card. I liked four of 14 which yeah. is an egregiously low percentage of matches I enjoyed. 
it's not to say that like everything else was terrible. And I had an epiphany this week and you guys will call me stupid when we get to wrestle dream because we've talked about this a lot, but like, I finally had the epiphany about AEW and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but, but no mercy. Oh, let's talk about the intro, dude. That was one of the coolest wrestling intros I've seen in a long time. It did the NXT No Mercy, like the old uh, N64 No Mercy video game. Dig diggity dog. I love that video game. It had like all the the current NXT wrestlers with the same style graphics as the original No Mercy game. So good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was the coolest intro I remember in a long time. WWF No Mercy on the N64 was one. I don't know about this for you guys, but the first wrestling game I ever played. And I think it's just the best wrestling game ever. You want to know the first one I ever bought? Well, maybe. I don't know. Here Comes the Pain was also really good. Yeah, it was Here Comes the Pain. That was the first was one the first... you ever bought? Yeah, I got into video games way later than I my age would. Because my parents didn't let me have them when I was younger, except for like Game Boys. Well, I, I didn't think video right games now. were around when you were younger. Fuck you. First of all, <laughs> like I missed N64 completely. My yeah. friends had them, and I played them in my so friend's house. By, you were so old by the time they, that that no, came like, out. No, like I was a kid when the. N64 what was the came Atari out. like? I don't know. I never had one. Point being, asshole. <laughs> um, I had like a Game Boy, and the first like real system I ever had was like I got a PlayStation Two and a GameCube like back to back. So I like missed all the old systems, even though I was definitely a kid when they were out. Like, uh, N64. All my friends had N64, so I missed all of that. I love how Chad's like, I was definitely a kid when those things came out. Don't like you can believe me when I say this. I'm 31, you piece of I definitely fuck. <laughs> I definitely didn't grow up playing like uh jacks and marbles on my on my <laughs> on my on the floor of my cave. We played dominoes. <laughs> sure, we made them out of cardboard. <laughs> I played with sticks in the backyard. That's all we had in my time. I remember when it. fire was invented. <laughs> it was revolutionary when I got my first bicycle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back to NXT. No mercy. We could go. All right. Uh, signs. I think this is the. I think I have. I have one sign, and it's the only sign I have for both shows. Well, I have two okay. signs for Wrestle Dream. Okay. Do you have anything I, for this? No, nothing for No Mercy. Joe? No. I might have had one, but I forgot. So mine is, it's not a sign because it's funny. It's a sign because I've seen it so much. Um, and I think it just needs to go away because it's not funny anymore. But it's Dirty Dom eats corn the long way. Yeah, yeah. Th- we've seen a lot of the long way. You used to really like that sign. It was funny the first time. Like maybe like the first five times. But I see Dirty Dom eats corn the long way on every. I feel like it's on every show. Yeah, and it's just like, who cares? Also, what is wh- eating corn the long way? What exactly does that mean? You put the that whole means thing you on eat your like, throat. Oh, you should. So okay, <laughs> never mind. Oh my That's god, did you not get that? <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I thought it meant like he oh ate my. like, like on the cob. He like ate like a row of corn and then a row of corn. And I was like, isn't that how most people eat corn on the cob? Oh, I mean, he puts the whole thing down his throat like a fucking wiener. Fucking wiener. I get it now. Now well, is it funny now again? That, now that you explained it that way, it is a lot funnier again. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a fucking idiot now. Yeah, you okay. look like one too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get into the first match. Uh, was this? Yeah, pre-show, right? 
Right? Yeah, I, I missed it. Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan. Um, didn't care about this at all. Anybody no. got any? Or Chad, do you have any notes? No notes. Uh, Kalani Jordan is someone that I had watched only a couple times. Her storyline got abruptly ended when they fired uh, Dana Brooke. Uh, and she got this match like with just a promo, so there was no build to it. Uh, it was not overly great. Uh, Klein Jordan has some upside. She'll be good eventually, but I thought she, I thought she looked, um, she looked good in the ring, like for She's the what I was to expecting. Win the breakout. Yeah. So the breakout. So she's one of the NXT breakout tournament participants. Yeah, um, she's the favorite based on the fact that she's had more than like two matches before. Who like is Roxanne there anyone else? Year. Lola there... Vice has had some matches in there, and then one of the the the, the unknown female that's in uh, Metaphor. I can't remember her name. It's not Lash Legend. Dakota the other one. Jackson. Yeah, she's in it. Okay. Those that's the only crazy three that, that I knew that before. because I don't watch NXT. But anyways, um. Blair Davenport wins this match. I uh, got a half a beer. Uh, and then Gigi Dolan came out and attacked Blair Davenport afterward. And uh, I think they had a match on NXT this week. Was that was that good, Chad? Who had a match this week? What? Gigi, Gigi. and Blair. Uh, yeah, I think they had a match. I, I watched it in background noise this week for the most part. But I oh. do think that happened. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, half a beer for that. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, this is where I had my note about the N64 theme because it was after the pre-show. Uh, Braun, Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin opened the show. Um, <laughs> I got a funny comment on this one. Uh, okay. My wife wasn't paying over really attention, uh, a ton of attention to it. And she looks up and I, I hadn't turned off the closed captioning yet because I usually have closed captioning set on all my streaming services except for i turn it off during the wrestling pay-per-views because i don't like yeah it that's wrestling. what i do too so i hadn't turned it off yet on peacock and it's it called him baron cornbread it <laughs> 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 said coming to the ring baron cornbread that's actually, that's really funny <laughs> and sam pointed it out when she looked up it was like cornbread i looked down it says baron cornbread all right well and that's his new name barry on cornbread barry on cornbread um, <laughs> I thought it was really funny that the, I thought the entrances were kind of comical. Well, maybe not breakers entrance. It was just kind of what he does. I mean, he did wear like the, the wolf or dog costume, whatever the fuck he wore a bear or whatever, whatever it was. I, I just thought that his singlet was hilarious because just on the front of it, it just said like on his leg, it just said dog. <laughs> <laughs> just right there. It's a dog. And then uh, uh, Baron Cornbread, <laughs> he, he, ri- he rode a motorcycle down, down but to the ring. But he didn't ride it but at he, all. Like he, he used it like 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 a like my toddler rides his little bike around the around the yeah, house like like a uses, strider. He uses the his legs. Part about that, he wasn't the only one who did that this night during NXT No Mercy. He's not the only idiot who walked a bicycle to the ring. Oh yeah, I forgot about those <laughs> other guys. Those guys, I had no idea who they were. When oh, I was the, making uh, predictions for this the, show, the in the dirt or whatever, in the mud, in on the, the, mud. the mud, out, out the out mud. mud, sure, yeah, whatever. Um, let's see, what do we have to t- what do we have to say about the match? I um, was shocked to have enjoyed it. I thought it was not going to be an overly entertaining match because it's Braun Breaker, but I thought this but was it's Baron good. Cornbread. It's Baron Cornbread, and you know my love <laughs> for Baron Cornbread. You know, I love me some cornbread. Um, 
But I actually really enjoyed this match, surprisingly enough. It, it kind of set the pace for the whole night of what matches I didn't think were going to be great that definitely exceeded expectations. Yeah, I thought it was really hard hitting, um, like pretty stiff in the ring. Uh, and then like Corbin getting cheered, uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I didn't th- I didn't like like I know Breaker's been a heel and everything, but like I didn't think that Corbin Cornbread had been a face. Has he been a face? Uh, kind he's of, like I, a he's a tweener. He's really just kind of a he's not got a character, so he doesn't lean in any way. <laughs> he's kind of just there. He says the same things to the heels he says to the faces. Okay, so I think like, the thing I think I think what I found out I'm finding out now what I enjoyed the most about this show was that I don't watch NXT on a weekly basis, so I was just like watching like I had never watched wrestling before, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, especially with like character work you hadn't seen before, like. Uh, wrestlers you hadn't really watched a lot i know i could see that like just like not watching the weekly show and then just watching a pay-per-view and just really enjoying it i was like oh this must be how joe feels when he watches (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-views wait i missed that oh there it was i said i really i really enjoyed nxt like the nxt pay-per-view because i never watched the weekly show and i was like like I was like, oh, that must be how Joe feels when he watches every pay-per-view. I usually watch weekly. Not everything, (laughs) but... I'm fucking with you, Joe. He gets to what he can, okay? He's got a busy life. I do have a busy life. I said you did. I agree with you. We all do. Yeah. I have a probably less busy, way less busy life than the two of you. Well, you have a kid. And Chad has seven. Chad has has (laughs) four. I heard everything y'all said last week, (laughs) assholes. (laughs) Wait, what did we say last week? We were talking. Uh, we you all said who's the most likely the three of us to have another next. kid next. And y'all were like, well, Chad's got five or six or whatever already. So <laughs> uh, it's funny because I've met all of them, so I know how many you actually have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you guys suck. Y'all are just mad because I have more proof that I've had sex than both of you combined. Mm. Four proofs. Chad's had four seconds of sex. <laughs> Compared to your one, you know. You don't know that. Confirmed one second. Confirmed one sex. Yeah. I could have lasted five seconds. But you have to have at least lasted one second because you have had to a nut in there and then create a kid. You're missing the point here. Uh, Yeah. Barry Uh, Corbin wins this match due to interference from Mr. Stone. Yeah. Barry Corbin. The end of this was very bad. It was a good match. Not a ending fell flat. Yeah, the ending, it just ended so quickly. Yeah. Uh, this got a beer and a half, and then we will move on to uh, Sub Mysterio versus Butch. That's not right. Sub Mysterio versus Trick. What are you talking about? Why did I write Butch? <laughs> I don't know. Because you're, but... you're stupid. This did I write Trick Butch Williams later? I did write Dumb. Butch later. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I literally write, like, literally my next... Or my second note says Trick's entrance is so damn good. Yeah, you're just stupid. It's fine. I am pretty stupid. Yeah, I'll be honest. I kind of took a nap during most of this match. Also, Butch and Trick Williams, like, they don't look anything alike. No, one's tall, one's short, one's black, one white. One long hair, one short hair. It's totally different. Butch has long hair. Oh, yeah, he kind of like wraps it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Dragon Lee was the uh, guest referee for this. Um, I do have to give sub... Uh, a little bit of props here. Um, <clears throat> I thought there there was a point in this match where he hit a six one nine, 
And it was probably one of the most fluid moves I've ever seen him hit. It didn't look like forced or like he really had to try hard to hit the move. Like usually his 619 looks like he's going in slow motion because yeah. all we have to compare it to is Rey Mysterio. Um, but there was one that he hit in this match. I think it was the one that he hit to Trick's back. Um, but it looked good. I honestly thought it he's was getting good. better. He's he's progressing. Yeah, I liked this match because he didn't have the help, and it literally was just him out there. It wasn't a tag match that he had to tub, sub in in or interference. It was literally they just out there and they showed where Dom's at right now. And honestly, where we started with him against like Seth Rollins at SummerSlam like three four years ago, holy shit, improvement. Yeah, that's, that's he, fair. He, did he had a match? Um, I don't think it was this past week, but I think it was like last week or two weeks ago. He had a match for the title on. I would assume it's Raw, not SmackDown, and he defended it without help from Judgment Day, and it it was fine. I still don't like him at all, but I agree he is getting better. But yeah, yeah. Trick Trick Williams is a fucking star in the making. Y'all did see what happens on Tuesday, right? Yes, Chad. That's because he's going for the big title. Yeah, I'll talk about that on my top three. Okay, cool. NXT. Um, but yeah, Trick Williams won the uh, NXT North American Championship uh, for now, and it got two and a quarter beers. Uh, and then next was this uh, Fatal Four Way match, tag team match for the tag team championships. Uh, not a real Fatal Four Way. No, but this was fun. It was. This was really fun. <laughs> it, it didn't stop for like the eight or nine minutes they gave it, but like I really enjoyed this match. I liked the Brutus bombs and the the quadruple superplexes all at one time was a great moment. Oh, also they totally got me with Tony D. Yeah, they faked everyone out because the referee did such a good job with it. Yeah, yeah. well, the and referee also that sold me. And also, it was like such a. It was um, people were saying online like it was the exact same thing that happened to. Um, boogs at wrestlemania when his like legs just gave out from underneath of him when he was lifting someone up in that match yeah. at mania and that's like what tony d did and then just stacks just going at it by himself for m most of the rest of the match i mean the dude's a hero you want to talk about improvement i love stacks, stacks. is really good <laughs> I love stacks he's awesome he would not be awesome though if he was just by himself no he, <laughs> he definitely needs tony d'angelo <laughs> yeah he definitely needs to stay as a nut for now. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Got my note about out the mud and the low rider bikes being stupid. Oh yeah, those are the other bikes. Oh, that were walked <laughs> to the ring. <laughs> my other note. My other note that I found really funny was during the family's entrance. They were walking down the ramp, and there were other other guys there that were like the whole thing was like the other people were there as like they were in the family too. Like during the entrance, they were all wearing like uh, mafia style, like suit jackets and stuff. But they like everyone that was wearing like suits. It was like they were wearing suits that were four sizes too big. It was like the the women. Yeah. It was like the women when they first started Saudi shows and they had to wear like quadruple XL T-shirts. That's like what they looked like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked fucking ridiculous. I thought that those, was really those, funny. those jackets went down to the floor. I'm mm -hmm. every one of those guys. Um. But yeah, really good match. The family wins. Uh, two beers. Those beers. Two beers for that. Um, Those beers. 
before the next bases. before the next match, we had a uh, vignette for what appears to be Brian yeah. Pillman Jr. I totally missed it. I like didn't think about it at all. I watched the whole vignette and I was like, I don't know what that's about. And then I looked at I pulled up X and I just saw a picture of the last scene with the tiger shirt and it instantly clicked. And I was like, oh wait, those are all like kids of wrestlers in the video. There was like a yeah. bangle scene. There was a WCW scene, like yeah, clearly Brian Pillman fucking Jr. Coming. Well, people Did had Brian Pillman it's... play for the Bengals. Yeah. Yes. Okay. People had also because I guess there was a vignette on NXT the week before too about like with the same thing, um, and people had put it together then. So I had seen it already uh, on on Twitter the week before. I missed so... all the wrestling the week before, so I okay. didn't see that at all. Yeah, I did. They did replay it again this this week on NXT, and I, I watched it very carefully. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is." Yeah, I do like the the added touch of every wrestler that they showed was uh, at least a second generation superstar. Yeah, um, excitement level for Brian Pillman Jr. in NXT. Oh, this is the right place for Brian Pillman Jr. Until we can create like its own character, there is a, a wide open range for him in this company. They are really missing a lot of mid card male talent. And I think that Brian Pillman Jr. can immediately fill in there and then quickly move up the progression in NXT. Yeah, I was more excited about I'm more excited about Brian Pillman Jr. than I was about his ex tag team partner on AEW oh, yeah. this week. Oh my god. Well Griff Garrison got fucked up. Yeah, by Chad's favorite wrestler. I hate Wardlow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my that was my other favorite Chad Burn last week. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Then we got into uh Noam Dar versus Butch. Butch was actually in this match. Um so I I have to say something. Uh I I relatively enjoyed this uh British Rounds rule match. Oh, this was I, this is one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, I still don't like the structure of the match, but it it was it was a fun match still. You know, this this was good. Butch and Noam Dar put on a, a hell of a match. Like the because they did the first like very early in the match, uh, what was it? Butch got up by one, and then like no, it was I think like Dar two, went up. It was Dar up one, and then tied one one, and then tie, and then and a, then we spent like two or three rounds like not like breaking out of finishers and last second fucking the the round saves Noam Dar when he's in the fucking submission hold, like the kicking out of the bitter end, yeah, and then Butch also kicked out of Noam Dar's finisher. Like those were like three straight rounds of that before we got the final round with the interference from both Metaphor and Callus and the the clusterfuck the last round was that yeah. led to Noam Dar Dar winning. But like I was thoroughly entertained the entire match. I gotta say the thing that got me the most was I thought this was five rounds. So after the fifth round, I was like, "What the fuck? What a stupid ending!" And then they did another round, and I was like, "Oh, it's six rounds." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I think this, I think also this was a really like, uh, like it just, I don't know, really good and kind of, I wouldn't say fell, fell as flat as the first match, the Baron Cornbread and, uh, Braun Breaker match, but the ending was slightly flat for me, but I still really enjoyed the match. Like if you're going to yeah. do like, they're like two out of three matches at this point have ended by interference pretty much yeah so i don't know you just kind of gotta pepper that stuff in yeah it sucks that it happens it happens so frequently this night but it's okay we'll survive yeah uh that got three and a quarter beers uh 
And then we moved on to the NXT Championship match. Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Best sweet match of the of the night, for sure. Of the of weekend. The, I would say of the weekend. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, uh, Danielson versus... That's my number Dexter. two. That's my number three. Number three? Okay. What's your, um, what's your So what's your number two? The main event of this? The main event of this card. Okay. I really fucking like the main event of this card. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, What about... Mello and Ilya. Five stars, dude. Yeah. Haven't seen it come out yet, but this better be five stars. This is up there with Ilya Dragunov's fucking Walter match. This was just so good. And also the... Mello's Mello's really good. Calling Dragunov blood for me. Boy, that was fun. Um, A quick note on the predictions uh, just uh, for this show. It was really funny because... After the show ended, so the three of us and then Sam, Chad's wife, made predictions, and we were all tied at twelve points after after the show, and basically it just it meant nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the funnier part about that, I feel like, is that the none of us really picked anything the same. I think Becky Lynch was you know unanimous, but like after that, it was like fucking crab shoot shotgun of who picked what. We all kind of overlapped I think enough. Noam that was Dar was unanimous, and Blair Davenport was unanimous. Oh fucking yeah! I forgot the the Blair family Davenport might have mentioned. also been unanimous. Well, never mind. But I think this the NXT title match, uh, Breaker and Cornbread, Breaker and Cornbread, <laughs> Breaking Cornbread. <laughs> um, God, what a good name! Thank you. Close captioning. Yeah, that is perfect. Um, but yeah, so shotgun chops in this match. I wrote these down. We had a series of 13 shotgun chops by Dragunov, uh, like a minute later, 16 more. And then we had a series of 11 shotgun chops by Mello. This had so many chops. Yeah, it was kind of rude. So many chops. Um, this was the highest beer rating of the weekend, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The main event was tied with it. Yeah, this oh yeah, this in the main event of this card. Both were higher than any AEW match on the Wrestle Dream card. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. That is correct. Wow. NXT really stepping up with the classics. Yeah, we're gonna have to start fucking watching NXT again. I'm pissed. I watched <laughs> an hour of NXT this week. Nice, dude. I couldn't I couldn't finish it, but just because of time and I had a well, rel- relative to me, busy week at work, but for you guys, if it probably wouldn't be busy. I worked eight hours three times this week. It was a <laughs> rough week, okay? No, it's it's not that. It's it, a busy a busy week at work for me is so like I'm I'm eight to five with an hour for lunch is like so basically I'm at work for forty five hours, but if I take the whole hour for lunch and like just don't like just get out of the office. Obviously, it's only 40 hours, but the the a busy work week for me is like if I'm sitting at my computer actually working for like, I don't know, 30 plus hours. Oh, my God. 30 hours just like a week of dicking work. off. Jesus. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty rough. Yeah, it was rough, dude. Honestly, so much. I have a lot of downtime at work, too, right <laughs> now. So Yeah, it's pretty awesome being out of the military. Right, Joe? Yeah, I I can agree. I can attest to that. Even though I still work for the government, I, I yeah, I, I can agree to that. Chad, you jealous? Yeah. Um, things I had for Ilya Dragunov versus Mello, uh, the number of kicked out finishers, like I think Ilya hit that like diving back elbow three times before the final pin. Uh, 
that sounds about right. I know Mello did the the leg drop. Is this finisher the the leg drop thing? The leg drop from the top rope, yeah. I don't I think he only hit that once. I think he only hit that once. Elio hit his multiple times though. Yeah. Elio was hitting it over and over again. What's Elio's called again? Something. The end? Something mm. like that. Something something like I that. I think that's Malachi Black's finisher in uh, AEW. That's true. So I don't think it's called that. You right. I honestly don't know. I have no idea. Ilja Dragon of Anyways, Ilya Dragunov is the new NXT champion. Um, like we said, Hell match yeah. of the weekend. If you haven't watched it yet, definitely go watch it. If you're like me and just refuse to watch NXT on a weekly basis <clears throat> or just NXT at all, this was a show that was very much worth it to watch. I enjoyed yeah, the it was show a lot of it. It was a lot of fun. It uh, it brought back old school NXT feels. Oh, also stat for this. Ilya Dragunov is now the only person in NXT history to hold both the NXT Championship and NXT UK Championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. Guther never won. Yeah. Neither did Walter. His finisher is the Torpedo Moscow. Torpedo Moscow? That's like the headbutt thing. That's what the internet says his finisher is. Oh, yeah. No, that's his old finisher. You're right. Yeah. Which he also did that in this uh, match. And H-bomb. H- oh, yeah. Like H bomb. That's yeah. Like diving head or diving forearm to the back of the head or the front of the face. Yep. That's it. Uh this got five and three quarters of a beer. Um before the next match, they announced that the women's breakout tournament is coming back and they announced yep. the competitors in it. Uh we can get to that on Chad's three best things for Men XT, probably, maybe. I don't yep. know. Okay. Uh main event, Becky Lynch. Versus Tiffany's Epiphanies for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Extreme Rules match here. Thoughts? Did they actually did Extreme Rules match? Like they broke out a bunch of shit. I wouldn't say it goes to like AEW levels of like Stadium Stampede, but this is like where I like it. You know, like <clears throat> they did unique things. The Barbie used... dolls. No, no, fuck the Barbie dolls. <laughs> like the, the 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 cart and all the shit. Unique? She was the cart was unique. I like how she used a shopping cart on Tiffany Stratton. Oh, actually, when she put Tiffany Stratton into the shopping cart, her neck yeah, kind of snapped. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Is that she did okay? not look fun. That did not look fun at all. There was a lot in this match that just like, oh, wow. They're going yeah, they were, hard. They were, yeah. And then also Becky just had like had her arm impaled, I guess. I don't What the fuck happened? The trash I can. Don't... It was the trash can. I watched it back, it was? and it was when she was like on top of the or like slammed to the trash can. The trash can like bent around her and like stabbed her in the arm because right afterwards she wasn't wearing the black thing on her arm before that. And then right afterwards, oh they, really? They're they filming it for her. They they had to because it was like a wide open wound. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I noticed when they did like the recap of the show, like on they did a recap of the show on Raw, and I she skipped the one that they did on NXT. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I noticed was that they showed her like doing her entrance at No Mercy and she was not wearing that band around her arm. And I was like, oh, wow, that happened during the match. Yeah. they yeah. like As soon as the trash can thing happens, they start filming Tiffany just throw slowly throw chair after chair in the ring for like three minutes. Almost it felt like it was not that long, but like it felt super long of them. Her just throwing chairs in the ring. And I was like, OK, Ended up being her demise. It was that was literally 
just to set up so they had time to go run in there and like wrap her arm real quick because it gashed open immediately and they showed the picture on Monday Raw and they showed the picture on on Instagram but it's it's gross yeah it was yeah it was pretty fucking gross I mean also the um the chair <laughs> the chair spots that ended it where she did the world's prettiest moonsault I think onto she was going to do it onto Becky right and, and she, she just landed on the chairs and then Becky did a rock bottom onto the chairs. The, that just did not look like it was fun at all for Tiffany. No. Or her, her face and neck took like a fucking... She got beat up on the face and neck in this match. You just talked about the cart and then like getting the manhandle slam on those chairs. Like, yeah. I not to mention that, remember the the swanton bomb she did to the outside on the table that didn't yeah. break? She just took clunked like right on top the of table, Becky. The table broke, but did you see... I saw this this like breakdown of that specific spot on Twitter. Becky kind of caught her because she kind of she Tiffany went a little bit too far. And if Becky didn't like catch her to slow her momentum, she would have hit like ass first, like tailbone on the mat outside. Yeah. Which would have really fucked her up. I mean, so you're talking will, like you're talking like spinal damage, probably. I will say like Kevin Owens when he did it in the last yeah. pay-per-view. I will say, like, as much as you guys hate that Becky is the NXT champion. Like she's brought, she's brought so many eyes to Tiffany Stratton. She's, she's made me impressed by Tiffany Stratton. You know, I've never I, been a Tiffany fan. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's done incredible things for her individually. Yeah. I was about to she's say like, doing that. what's that? She's going to keep doing it with other talent in NXT. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, and I think Chad, like Dylan, Dylan has, has been outwardly against it or was outwardly against it. Um, but I know Chad, even before it happened, you were like, I fucking hate this. This is stupid. I, I was against that point and I stand with that now more than anything. That like, Becky... don't get me wrong. I hate the idea that Becky is the champ, but I do see the positives you're saying. I don't like the idea of just bringing main roster talent constantly to fill NXT because we're a little behind on filling the roster gaps that we've created. Or, with- or bringing main roster talent down to compete with Dynamite. Oh, I don't yeah. see it that way. Yeah. I honestly don't. You you don't think that John Cena and Heyman and Cody <laughs> and Becky being on Dynamite next Tuesday has anything to do with Dynamite? Oh, on Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday, yes, for sure. This is <laughs> counter-programming. Okay. But it, it like... Dolph and Becky and Baron and Mustafa like coming yeah. to NXT. I think that is good for the brand. I mean, and what I've well, what I've seen, it, and it's not even like yes, the the numbers that they do on those weeks, yes, it helps. But the main reason, and I think I talked about this last week, it's those people come down to NXT and fight like their biggest stars on NXT and then they give kind of like a report to WWE saying like these people are main roster ready. Like that's that's really yeah. Like the the ratings is just kind of like a secondary plus, but the biggest thing is like all right, who's ready to move up? And that's really what they're doing down there, which I can appreciate that uh so that like they're only bringing up people that, you know, are really only going to do well on the yeah. main roster but either way tiffany stratton is i mean she's a star in the making she's going to be incredible yeah or like she 
she reminds her like her improvement reminds me of the Mandy Rose improvement um when she was women's champion on NXT. Yeah, that's true. So uh but Becky retains um 5.75 beers for this as well and NXT No Mercy finishes with 21 total beers. Pretty good show. Did not put it in the database yet cuz I'm me, but um you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, I'm it. a piece of shit. Why'd you know yeah. it? Thanks, man. Joe, Thank Joe how was Collision this week? I've watched Actually, three. Joe, how was how was Wrestle Dream? <laughs> Wrestle Dream was a lot of fun, and <laughs> the hour that he watched it. Hey, <laughs> should I keep going? No, yeah, I mean, go ahead, man. Go, go ahead. I'm joking. Yeah, well, before you get too deep of. into Wrestle Dream, can I just make a really negative statement? Yeah, how dare AEW think on fucking in football season they can start a pay per view pre show at six thirty? Who the fuck are you? I have football to watch. I, I had to watch say, the Cowboys blow out the Patriots. Sorry. I think I, I, the fact that you felt <laughs> like you had to watch that, especially the end of that game, is disgusting, first of all. I can't um, miss the Cowboys games. Even when they're up here, 38 to 3, Chad. Yeah, no, can't miss it. I literally watched the pre show on mute in the corner on a computer. And then if a match was going to happen and I was going to miss the Cowboys game, I would have. So let's off. say. Let's say uh, this past Sunday, the Cowboys game was at one or they were pl- actually, well, two different scenarios. Let's let's say the Cowboys are playing on Monday night. Um, what is your TV laptop setup, and what has the sound? Uh, so I'll tell you what it was at 630 at 630 on Sunday. The Cowboys game was on my 70 inch TV and I was watching it with the sound while on my computer was RJ City and fucking Renee talking and I had no idea they were saying. So I muted it because the pre-show nonsense, was 30 minutes of nonsense. yawn until like 7.15 when they started the first match. What the fuck is about is the RJ... time the, Cow- the Cowboys game ended, so it worked out great. What the fuck is an RJ City? He's that guy on the pre-show. Did you oh, watch was... Dynamite this week? He was the guy with yeah, I did. Uh, Tony he Storm. He got talking to Tony Storm, yeah. Oh, I was wondering who that was, actually. That's RJ City. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Okay, thanks. Why should I know him? Uh, he's like their pre-show guy. Okay, it's such like backstage he does some backstage guy. stuff. And he's fucking television. Tony Storm. No, Juice Robinson is. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I think RJC is actually gay, but you know, must be nice. What? <laughs> must be nice. Oh okay. man, I didn't. Be- being engaged has really been that bad, huh, Joe? <laughs> no. <laughs> made him go he gay said, he said that so sincerely <laughs> all right, all right. Um, i got signs for wrestle dream okay go ahead but one said kingston is still a bum true yeah and that's so true because i feel the same way yeah and then this is my favorite sign i've seen in a long time it said christian cage still a better dad than my dad still a better dad than my father is what it said oh yeah but that per- right. I that was my sign, and it's I said that that person definitely has daddy issues, if they have a dad at all. Ooh, they might not have ever had a dad, which is why they thought Christian Cage was better because he's there. True. Um, but anyways, this is, you guys are gonna call me stupid, but I finally come to the realization why like like why I get bored watching AEW pay per views because okay. they're boring. Well, Cause they're, okay, because they're fucking so long. Chad, why are they boring? 
uh, because they put matches on there I don't give a fuck about in the middle of matches I care about. Yeah, so and I have we've... to stay engaged <laughs> to get to what I care about. We've and always the this... end of the fucking weekend, so I have to care because the fucking predictions contest. Fucking yeah, we've always ca- we've always talked about this so much, but like I don't know why it took me until this past weekend to be like, oh, this is why I just don't care and I get bored with AEW pay per views. There's just like this this show. I mean, every AEW pay per view, the pre show matches have zero story, but I think this show, I, a third to a half of the main show cards or matches had zero build zero story uh-huh. and i mean yeah i i don't know why it took me this long to figure that out and that's what makes me bored with a lot of their matches but that's it i i was really bored with a lot of this pay-per-view i also got sneaky drunk sunday afternoon and i was hung over for a lot of this pay-per-view especially toward the end oh, at the I end at the end night. when the thing happened i was like oh my god end this now I'm so hungover, I might puke. And it was like midnight. <laughs> On this day. So All right, clearly. dude. Spoilers, dude. Just, what if like what if everyone waits until this bridge? What if the three listeners wait for this podcast to come out the week after the pay-per-view to find out what stupid. happened at it? Yeah, they're idiots. Shall we commence the first match? Yeah, the first match, uh, I just have written eight-person mixed tag team match. Um Satoshi then, Kojima, Keith Lee, Athena, and Billy Starks against Shane Taylor Promotions, which was Shane Taylor and Lee Johnson, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. Lee Moriarty? Lee Moriarty was that? Is that what I said? Yeah. No, you said Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson was big shoddy Lee Johnson. He was in the Nightmare Factory. Lee oh. Moriarty is a different person, I think. If you say so, dog. Lee Moriarty was in the group with Matt Hardy, right? Mm. I'm starting to re change my whole life is like upheaved right now i have no idea who was in this it's match like anymore. it's like joe with the ariana grace and uh, kiana james thing <laughs> i'm still not sure of the difference <laughs> um well, these are both named lee i literally have no idea which is in this match anymore only note for this match was satoshi kojima had 42 shotgun chops and the faces win and it got four and a quarter beers nice I don't know if anyone has anything else, but 42 shotgun chops was ridiculous. Nope, that's all I got. Chad texted me me directly after. He was like, how many was that? I got 37. I was like, I counted 42. (laughs) It's so hard to count those, by the way. Yeah. Because they they just happen out of nowhere, and then it's like, oh, shit, I got to count. Then we had Claudio Castagnoli versus Josh Barnett. Holy Um, fuck, this was boring. I didn't know who Josh Barnett was. And yeah. I, I I've only never recognize him, him from watching UFC back in high school. I've never seen him wrestle. I do know that he does. Do you remember when Joey Janela used to do like Joey Janela spring break on the weekend of WrestleMania? It's like an indie show. Yeah, he, he would, would do. Now, GCW runs it now, but yeah, he did those. Yeah, I think Josh Barnett does the same thing and it's called like blood sport. Yeah, he does. And GCW um, also like invests in that. Yeah, so that's the only reason I know the name Josh Barnett, but I had never even seen what he looks like. Yeah, I knew him from old UFC. I've never watched him like wrestle like this. I've only seen him like participate in UFC, but I thought was, he was but, Trent Seven at first. These were, <laughs> these were two guys on the ground, like doing like actual like high school wrestling moves on each other, like changing holds, and it wasn't entertaining like Brian Danielson's match was later in the night. It was just kind of like two dudes. On the mat, kind of like cuddling. 
Yeah. They love um, each other. John Moxley was on commentary. Oh, did <laughs> you see that bad. he got fined for that? Well, he said he got fined. I don't know if he actually did. I think that was just him saying that when he came back out for the Utah match later. Oh, but, you don't you think it was a lie? Well, I mean, he's the one that said it. It's not like there's been actual reports of John Moxley getting fined. They're they're all just using what he said during the Utah match. I don't know. Okay. He said he got fined. For what? What do you get fined for? He, he said just, he like said fuck shit. or something like well, that. Well, he said I don't think he said fuck later in the night, which is just John Moxley on commentary throughout this night. He was definitely like one of the the high points of the show when it came to that, like his commentary. Oh yeah, I remember he just like every during the Wheeler match, he kept just being like, "Beat the shit out of them! Beat I have the a, shit out of that guy!" Yeah, I have I have a a tweet that I pulled up. It was like, uh, um. I forget. Oh, the, it was commentary for the Danielson Zack Saber Jr. match. It was like Nigel says, brutal uppercut from Dragon, that that clam digger. And then Ex- Excalibur goes, shades of the great Osamu Nishimura with that hold. And then John Moxley's just like, yeah, Brian once told me he doesn't believe in toilet paper. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> like these aren't things that was actually said, but like you would totally believe it if you. <laughs> If you listen to like five minutes of John Moxley on commentary during this night, he was fucking hilarious. We're never getting that back. No, no. Well, I don't know. He he definitely rose in my power rankings of people that should be commentators after they're done with wrestling. Yeah, yeah. switch him and Chris Jericho out, please. Yeah, Jericho is not up there. Daniel, it's literally Mox and Danielson are up there. They might be one and two. Danielson's Honestly, my favorite. I really like Danielson on commentary. They just get so into it. That's the thing is like they're they're watching as fans. Yeah. Um, let's see. Claudio wins this match. I didn't care about it. Sounds like you guys didn't either. One and a quarter beers. Um, yeah, there was a then... debut in blood. Other than that, it was basically like a, a entrance and entrance and an end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I texted afterwards, right? I was like, wait, because we we texted and we were like, all right, half a beer for that. And I was like, wait, is Josh Barnett a debut? <laughs> so I had to like retroactively give the finish your beer for that um, well originally said it was a quarter but then we noticed there was blood on his upper on like his uh, eyelids we're like all right i guess we'll go half <laughs> yeah and then we had to round it for the debut but just wasn't that that good of a match beer and quarter um all right next we had nick wayne versus dinosaur i gotta ask y'all why in the hell did y'all think nick wayne was winning this match like it didn't matter to the end all be all of the because night because everyone like, wins in their hometown chad is that no, his hometown like, Yes, yeah. but it's Nick Wayne versus Luchasaurus on the pre-show. Yeah, well, but Nick faces Wayne... win on the pre-show. No, the person who's supposed to win the match wins on the pre-show, and Luchasaurus just won that. Just lost the belt, and Nick Wayne has like two wins and eight tries in his career in but, AEW. But, but that, but that's like, there's exactly... no way this guy who's two five and one is winning the match against the guy who just had the belt. You never but that's know. Exa- but that's exactly the thing: is Nick Wayne was supposed to be this big signing. At least that's how I saw it. He was a big signing because he was so young and he was a, a fucking prodigy. And then he just lost all the time. So I thought maybe at a pay-per-view, he was going to get the big win and turn turn it around and now be this prodigy who actually wins matches. But he's not a prodigy if he fucking loses all the time. So well, I, they, they, Maybe he won't be losing anymore. He's got a I just want to point father out, figure in his life. That's this true. was like the dumbest booking decision because of how the night ends this match didn't make any fucking sense 
Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Why the fuck this match happened for what happened at the end of the show? Well, maybe this maybe, is dumb AEW booking right here. Maybe it was the sort of all right. This is all, I mean, basically, Nick Wayne is in Christian Cage's posse now. Um, on the same night, he got his ass kicked by Luchasaurus. This wasn't even close. I mean, I would, I would think like they do need to explain it, and uh, if they did explain it on Dynamite, I actually they didn't kind of miss that part. I've kind of figured that they didn't, but um, maybe it was like between this match and the main event, like he kind of did some soul searching, and That's I don't stupid. know. I That's yeah, stupid. I don't know. They need, they do need to explain it though. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Very good point. I didn't think about it until I was typing up all of my comments from uh, from the show. And I was like, wait a minute. This match happened on the same night that Nick Wayne turned and was like on the side of Luchasaurus helping him beat up Sting. This is fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, anyways, oh, Luchasaurus went or Dinosaur wins and Dinosaur. nobody nobody wins in their hometown and half a beer for this. Um, and then we got yep. the acclaimed versus TMDK for the trios titles. Um I have barely any notes for this. Max Caster mentioned Slapjack. That's pretty much it in his rap. I spent the entire... When he mentioned Slapjack, I looked up Shane Haste. You know, Shane Haste was with WWE for five years and only had 15 matches on a televised TV show of but, any kind. But and he, some of but, those were at main event. Yeah, but but I like I remember when TMKD like re-debuted on NXT... So he was with WWE for five years, but both of them got hurt. And then they... Yeah, they were like, TM61 originally. TM61. Yeah. yeah. And then they got hurt. Uh, and then they went and wrestled in Japan while still being under contract with WWE. Like, maybe not New Japan, but in Japan. And then they came back, like, after being healed and getting some time in Japan and shit like that. I remember the promos for that. When they redebuted, in this is one of those Joe memories. My, so they my were Joe gone memory. for a long time, uh, but still under contract with WWE. My Joe memory is I remember they had a ladder match for the NXT champion tag team championships one time, and it was a really good match. Yeah, they're good. I like, saw them live when I saw NXT live in like 2016, 17 time frame. I saw NXT live in 2019 ish. In Charleston. Yeah, me and you both were the same show. Yeah. Back when it was good. That was like the prime era. That was like Undisputed yeah. Era. Like Velveteen Dream, Shayna Baszler. Whoa. Yeah, Shayna Baszler was the champ at the time, I think. Yeah, I booed the shit out of her from like the second row. That That's unlike you, dude. You normally cheer cheer the heels. Yeah, that is unlike me, but I, I definitely booed the shit out of her the whole time. I remember but there was a fat guy in the front row that was wearing some metal shirt and she like after the match she came over to that guy and was like hey that's a sick fucking shirt dude <laughs> uh and like i was close enough to the front row to uh to hear her say that and i was like oh she's a person <laughs> is she though <laughs> yeah no she is yeah but we also found out during this match that shane hayes had a pay-per-view match a slapjack that none of us remember so i don't cool. remember that at all <laughs> what was the match he had a match at Hell in a Cell 2020 against Bobby Lashley. Slapjack versus Bobby Lashley happened at a COVID-19 era pay-per-view. I, yeah, hmm. that, that's probably the biggest gap in my memory is COVID pay-per-views. Yeah. I remember the, the Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton feud. I remember the best wrestling match, match ever. Oh, which one was that? Edge and Orton. 
the greatest wrestling oh, match greatest, ever. Sorry, greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash. Oh, that's that's the one where uh, yeah, it was like a backstage brawl, basically. No, that was their Mania match. Oh yeah, that oh that wasn't the greatest. It, that was the one where Orton who got hurt. Was it Orton got hurt? I honestly don't remember. I just remember so, that the match happened. Oh, uh, there like I remember that they had already. <laughs> Joe, Joe oh burp and then just keeps going <laughs> I remember was it edge that got hurt I think it was edge that got hurt it was uh it was during the reshoots for the match because they had already shot the entire thing and they're like let's just do this one other thing and in the reshoots one of them got hurt and I think it was edge I think fuck I mean it makes sense that it would be him yeah but also it would also make sense if it was Orton. I, I who knows that that was that was the start of Orton's legend killer thing. His, well, not really. He kind of started that like eighteen years ago. Yeah, but that the you remember when Ric Flair was there and they they did that like cut to black fucking thing and then come back and he was he had just done an RKO on Ric Flair. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's get back to this. Oh no, he punted Ric Flair. That's what oh, it was. Oh yeah, that's right. That's it's right. when he brought back the punt. Um anyways, that trios match, uh the acclaimed and TMDK uh got two beers, acclaimed retains. Uh then we get into the main the main card. Finally. Yeah. Started with a five star classic handicap match for the Ring of Honor tag team championships. MJF versus the Righteous. Um I mean, really just I just I love MJF. He he got a body slam over in this match, and he just does shit like that on a weekly basis. So gimmicky. So I watched the uh, I watched the media scrum at work on Monday, and MJF specifically talks about how one of the one of the media guys called the match gimmicky, and he talked about how was it he, Chad. No, it was a media. Oh. It was it was someone that's actually successful in the podcast <laughs> or media. Realm. Wow, that wasn't a hit on you. That was yeah. a hit on all of us. Yeah, I, th <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it at someone who's actually successful and then just no. stop. <laughs> uh, no, uh, and like they had like tweeted out or something like that that the match was good but gimmicky. Uh, and he's like, he he talked about like when he watched wrestling as a kid and wrestling was super exciting and. Like there were points of matches that people all cheered for. And then he talked about the kangaroo kick and stuff like that. And he's like, so yeah, maybe it was gimmicky, but it was like, this is what people are cheering for. And it makes people think that wrestling is larger than life. And, you know, he, he, he explained it well. I'm not explaining it as well because I'm paraphrasing. But like back in the 90s when everyone got fucking excited for the A suplex. Well, or a suplex, or I'm thinking, um, The Rock, like running across the rings and then doing a fucking stupid ass punch on the ground, like everyone got stoked for that. Also, you said ass punch. Yeah. Um, you gave your mom and, an ass punch, and that and that's kind of what the <laughs> AEW crowd is, as small as it might be, is getting exciting <laughs> for. <laughs> uh, Gosh, is. They're is yeah, this kangaroo kick, you know? Uh so if that's what if that's what's larger than life to those fans, then fucking do it. It it gets it gets people excited. Yeah, let them have it. Yeah. All like, right. It's it's not gimmicky, it's exciting. I enjoy it. Yeah. So, 
Ch- I guess Chad's just a little more. Chad's just a fucking. Chad's mark. just Chad's just looking for a little bit more highbrow wrestling. It's not that I just I really fell in love just with the MJF character as a negative as a as a heel, and I just I don't think I find the same value and enjoyment out of the gimmicky face like character he's doing right now, especially when I thought he was so fucking good in that like gonna cheat to win heel gimmick that I always love. But he but still he's, does. He's that. still a scumbag. He's our scumbag. Yeah, just, like the kangaroo kick, the, the like the double Chad, clothesline. Chad, like, what changed other almost, than the other than that the crowd is cheering fun. him? He's almost making fun of the of the whole thing. He is literally getting over by doing moves and pinning people on moves that people do to start the match. He hasn't pinned anyone on the kangaroo with a double kick. clothesline. Yeah, JBL finisher was slam. JBL's finisher mo- finishing move was a singular clothesline. Yeah, the clothesline from hell. That was the lamest move ever. I'm not saying that wasn't. I'm just saying, but it's a finishing move. A double clothesline. It's a stupid fucking gimmicky fucking shit. I hate it. Stupid I, fucking I want, gimmicky fucking shit. That's a really I great want, explanation. I want it back. I want back where we were. I don't know what happened. Uh, it'll be back, and you'll love I know it it'll when be it comes back. back. I know. I'm gonna wait it out. I'm really excited for full gear, by the way, after Wednesday. So here's here's my question is uh with what happened last week on Dynamite, because I don't think we talked about this at all, Joe. The with devil the uh the yeah, the devil attacking Jay White thing. I I don't think a lot of people were speculating that Adam Cole's injury was a work. Um like what do you think this is what do you think that was? What is this leading to? I have a hypothesis, but I think it's no somebody that can't show idea. up yet, which is why he's covered in the devil mask. Like, but who would that be? Dolph Ziggler. Okay. You think Dolph Ziggler is the devil now? You can't tell me that wouldn't work perfectly. Oh, because he always steals other. Like he had that whole thing where he stole other people's gimmicks. It's not just that. Like he is a perfect person to come in here and be a uber heel and tell everyone how he deserves to be immediately there and. But attack like, all the people spoilers, in order to get a shot. Spoilers, but MJF didn't deny it at all on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. D- did he? He came out and straight said it was not me. Oh, okay. He did it both weeks. He did it at the pay-per-view. Or he did it not at the yeah, he did it at the pay-per-view and he did it on Wednesday. I guess I missed that. Uh he basically told them how all of this devilish things he do he does, and he took credit for all of them. And he was like Believe me when I say this, if it was me, I would take credit for it. Yeah, yeah I remember. I remember. I remember like that part of the promo where he's like, I called my boss a fucking mark on on live television yeah. and I almost got the TV deal canceled. That's what like, I, I take want. credit for it. I want that guy back. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you'll ever get that guy back because they literally almost lost their TV deal, I guess. But um, yeah, I, my hypothesis <sighs> I don't really have one. Actually, I don't really have speculation as far as who is behind the mask or who attacked Jay White. But I do think that eventually, like, I just think the story would be great if MJF kept, um, like, as far as this at him and Cole storyline and the bromance, if he kept defending the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and kept winning in handicap matches, but then the minute that Adam Cole gets back and they actually have a real tag team match, they lose, and that's when whoever's going to turn on whoever happens. No, what I want to happen is in the buildup for this fucking 
in the buildup for this Jay White match, the guns win it because Jay White gets involved in the, the handicap match. The guns take the Ring of Honor tag team titles off of him. I think it would build the Jay White MJF match better. Oh, I also have another want for the build for that is uh, the guy, the devil mask person just keeps showing up and attacking Jay White, but MJF's not on the screen. And then eventually, you know, as like we get closer, full gear, as we get closer, the, the closer devil guy shows up at full gear. Yeah, he shows up and MJF is in the ring and it's obviously not him. And that's when everyone finds out. But then the but then the devil guy also attacks MJF. But then yeah. that would probably mean it ends in DQ unless the refs knocked out, which totally something AEW would do. Um, yeah. They don't do DQs. They just do fake DQs where no one wants watching. Yeah. Especially Aubrey. Aubrey could blind not get Aubrey could not get knocked out and just miss that entire thing I just said. Um <laughs> MJF retains though against the righteous. Uh got a beer and a quarter. Um and then we move on to Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata. Two titles on the line for this Still one. Still bored with his pay-per-view. Yep. <laughs> um, uh this had a lot of chops. Um, a lot of very rough hits you know the classic uh japanese strong style was a pre- was prevalent here first octopus um, hold of, of the night in honor of antonio inoki because that's really what the show was for <laughs> yeah I mean, they did the little thing in the pre-show but other than that they kind of didn't even mention it till we got to like this match and they were like oh an octopus hold this is antonio inoki yeah oh there we are um which you, you should have known that was coming in Eddie Kingston, how much he loves the Japanese style wrestling in Shibata. Yeah. But nothing about this was overly exciting. It was kind of brutal with some of the hits. Definitely Japanese strong style. It got yeah. 2.75 beers, unless y'all have more to talk about. I don't. Kingston retains. That's pretty much it. Right. Uh, keeping going, uh, we had Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart next. So were you asleep by this point yet? What, what match? Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Uh, I think I fell asleep during this match. So you made it to Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart, but no further. Yeah, didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about Julia Hart? I know last week you talked about how like you were interested. I think that she's gotten better. And and that was that was something I learned from the media scrum, too, is it's not just it's not just us. That's and I don't know how you feel about Julia Hart necessarily. But it's not just us that that are like, oh, Julia Hart, she is actually learning to become a wrestler. It's the people backstage like Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, uh, Chris Jericho. They all talked about how Julia Hart is improving. And and Chris, Chris actually talked about her, too, uh, in the media scrum where she's like, yeah, this chick is like invested in the sport and she's learning and she's getting better and this is the best that she's ever looked in a match i kind of want to go the other way with the thought i think her character work is super cool yeah I'm no really i mean that too I, like I, i'm as... like full 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 circle or not full circle but like character work and in ring ability she's gotten a lot better like think of the the first chris statliner versus julia hart match where I think they were both faces and she was still in the fucking cheerleader gimmick. Varsity it was just su- Yeah, it was like super fucking basic ass uh, wrestling moves. And Chris, Chris actually obviously carried that match. But I don't I don't think that Chris necessarily carried this match like they both no. carried the match. 
Uh, and the character works just a lot better, too. I love the Princess of the Black Throne movie. She's the most interesting thing in the House of Black right now. Obviously, two of the four members aren't really on TV right now, but yeah. like she is carrying the House of Black gimmick on her own. She won like 25 straight matches, and I am actually interested when she comes to the ring. Her entrance is great. She's gotten way better in the ring. She's killing the character work on this like Black Mist thing. I'm all for Julia Hart at this point. Uh, I knew she wouldn't win this match, though. Yeah, that's fair. The match kind of ended when uh, Julia Hart went for the miss that we so mentioned before, and Chris Statlander got out of the way of it and was able to hit her finisher. Um, Chris Statlander wins. This got a beer and a quarter. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, moving on, we had uh, I think my the first match I actually was entertained by on this entire card, but it, I wouldn't say it was like anything great. Uh, we had the Young Bucks. Versus the Guns, versus the Lucha Brothers, versus Orange Cassidy and Hook in a fatal four match to determine the number one contenders for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Um, was Ray Phoenix actually hurt? Apparently. He never came back. He wrestled on Wednesday, Appar- didn't he? Apparently, he's just beat the fuck up right now. Like, he also got mar- He also got hurt during the Moxley match. Uh, and he's beat the fuck up, but he's going to continue defending his championship. It's the curse of the international championship. That's fair. Yeah, it feels like it right now. I have a hot take. Maybe it might not be hot. It depends on what you guys think. Um, in the pre-match video, the video package, um, they showed the part where Orange Cassidy asked uh, Hook to be his partner or whatever, whenever that was, like the week before, because builds for pay-per-views and stuff. Um, and Hook was eating uh purple Doritos. Uh, purple Doritos fucking suck. No, no, I wouldn't I say that they're they the suck. best flavor, but they're no. not, they don't suck. No, all right, so I this like is them. a hot take. Yeah, hot whatever take. they, whatever bad, those are called, bad sweet take. and spicy chili. Yeah, terrible bad take. Terrible, worst Doritos. I, th- I, I think they're good. No. I don't think they necessarily hold up to spicy nacho. Yeah, spicy nacho being the I would, premier oh, flavor. Oh, spicy nacho are the goat. I would, I would eat nacho cheese and Cool Ranch over purple Doritos. Well, I agree with that sentiment. I think they hold up similarly to the original two flavors. Obviously, hot mustard is the goat. I never had what? hot mustard. Just kidding. They have I, a barbecue flavor now. Too. No, I, I've, I've never had the hot mustard. I just know it's a thing right now. I mean, let's just like realistically talk like those are the four Dorito flavors. I know there's more, but like cool, cool ranch, cool ranch, nacho, nacho cheese, spicy nacho, nacho cheese, and spicy purple. nacho, whatever yeah, purple is. I like purple. I, hate I like it. purple. Hate it. I think you're just crazy. I'm not. I, I know what, I'm fat. I know what good food tastes like. You and love Doritos. I love Doritos, and I hate purple Doritos. I yeah, I've seen Dylan eat a lot of dur- bags of Doritos in my life. I can. I whenever I eat Doritos, I must eat all of them. That's it doesn't true. matter if I get a small bag or a party size. It's damn true. <laughs> Let's just, go and talk about something I loved and not hated. You know what? I don't think anyone's ever said this, but I love the guns entrance. Yeah, it is the goat that. entrance in AEW right now. Ooh. It is awesome. Is it? No, AEW doesn't have all these cool entrances. They have cool videos. They have like cool pyro sometimes. They've got great theme music, but total entrance, the camera work, the lights, like the guns pointing at the screen, doing the guns up thing and the music. The guns entrance is fucking awesome. It get me. It gets you hyped for the match before it ever fucking starts. I'm trying to think of even special entrances that are better than the guns' normal entrance. Oh, Jack Perry. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> With the concerto? Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're making jokes, like Don Callis's entrance music is great. Oh my god, it's just like a drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> Super mm. kick party. Yeah, no, I, I, I love everything might about be right, the guns Chad. Entrance. And also, when they came out one time to like Many Ben by Fifty Cent, that went hard as fuck, dude. I actually really like the guns now. Not, yeah. not just the entrance, but the fact that they're in the Bullet Club Gold. I love Jay White. Like, I love the Bullet Club Gold right now. I'm really over on the guns. We were watching AEW this week, and Bree was like, "Who's the Bang Bang Gang?" <laughs> I was like, "That's <laughs> that's Bullet Club Gold." Yeah, I I really I've really enjoyed like Bullet Club Gold being featured and i mean they're all good and they make me want to watch collision honestly because wow. they're i mean they're like the like premier thing on collision is the bullet club gold is like always on it yeah that ftr always has a match yeah or like and two of the like, premier things on that show you just know that those matches are going to be good at the they very made the least. work horsemen look good for fuck's sake so <laughs> the work horseman man I heard your uh your opinion about the work horsemen. I'd watch the work horsemen again. They were fun. I watched them at an, a ring of on the last ring of honor pay-per-view and I had the same opinion. I was like these guys aren't bad. Oh I really? I kind of like these guys, yeah. Nice. Um what else about this match? Oh, there was a point in the match where both guns were tagged in and they, they tried, tried to, to just pin each other. <laughs> genius. Uh, Clever as fucking anything. I was like, I can't believe no one's ever thought of that in this kind of match. <laughs> like, before. if they had Aubrey refing that match instead of Rick Knox, like they might have won. The, they might have won this match because Aubrey would have been like, "Oh, sure, I'll count that." I didn't see the tag, but you know, I'll count it. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. She probably wouldn't have seen the other one tag in. Aubrey oh. Edwards is a skillcraft ref, <laughs> <laughs> made by blind Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's an us joke. It's like she's probably our, a really nice lady, but gosh, her wrestling uh refer like her refereeing is just not good. <laughs> I was gonna say that everyone we've probably ever worked with us who listens to this pod would get that joke. And it yeah. made me remember that this guy that works for me came to me today and said, Hey, uh, I had uh, I was listening to one of the episodes. It was called uh, Chad is drunk and horny. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> of all the episodes you oh, went and found, that's the one. And then he's like, oh, you don't remember uh, going to Buffalo Wild Wings and drinking four, seven and a half percent beers. I was like, no, I don't remember that. That's a pretty common thing for the fucking podcast. That, that sounds like Chad. That's literally all he brought up. Why were you drunk and horny? What was the thing? He hadn't got there yet. He only was in like 30 minutes. Or, I guess like, we figured out. We just figured out why you were drunk. We got to figure out why you were horny. It's probably because I was talking about Rhea Ripley's or Bailey's butts, but you know. Or China. Chad. Chad is Chad like always brings up percentage of of beer. He's like, yeah, this is an eight and a half percent beer. <laughs> he does. Uh, he does. So, I'm so like nine percent right now. Actually, I'm so, drinking a nine percent so, right now. So as soon as soon as you said Buffalo Wild Wings seven and a half percent beer, I was like, yep, no, that's Chad. <laughs> <sighs> that's yeah, so this you. Is, this is my 4.3% Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my, uh, I'm assuming Miller Light's the same. No, it's actually, like 4%, yeah. This is my 4% Miller Light. <laughs> what is, uh, is that hazy like a fox you got there, Joe? Oh, yeah, it's empty. Oh, you guys are actually oh, drinking good beer. I, I need to refill. Oh, yeah. but He's I don't... drinking a delicious hazy IPA from one of my favorite breweries. Yeah. Oh, I... whoa. Miller Light is 4.2%. I really okay. like New Realm. 
We need I'm to stop talking about this because I don't want to. I don't want to make the episode title about beer percentages. I want it to be called cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> By God, I'm going to call it cornbread. Berry on cornbread episode. No, it's just going to be cornbread. It's just going to be cornbread. <laughs> oh, I want the people to be curious and then to immediately find out five minutes into the show. <laughs> uh, so I guess to get back to the match, we had the final four-way tag and the Young Bucks won. It was entertaining. Um, I did not expect the Young Bucks to win at all. No, when I saw like, that Sam I picked the Young fourth. Bucks. Yeah, when I saw that Sam picked the Young Bucks, I was like, well, that's not fucking happening. They just faced FTR. But then we got to think like that never really finished. So I think that was that was why we did that. Did it not finish? No, they had like the the four. They had the the eight on eight tag at all out, all out. Yeah, they had the four on four tag against the Bullet Club at all out that they lost, and then they were like kind of disappointed and like staring at the Young Bucks, and then it just ended and they didn't do anything with it. But the match at Forbidden Door, the FTR won clean. That's what I'm saying. At Forbidden Door, not Forbidden Door. Uh, all in, all Sorry. in. Well, I agree with you there. There was like the the weird handshake thing that like never came to fruition with anything. Oh, and then there was like tension it. in the eight man tag, but then like yeah. they never came to anything. So mm. it's got to come maybe to something. If I had so, a like, better memory, I would have picked the Young Bucks, but probably not. The guns were randomly. the pick. The guns were the right pick. I mean, come on. That's what I wanted to happen. If I was to pick who I wanted, I thought they would pick it on Orange Cassidy because he's so fucking over. But then I didn't realize he he like won the match on Thursday or Wednesday night before. Oh yeah, that's the I reason that. I didn't pick them was because I think they both won singles matches before. I didn't even see that last week. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this got two and a half beers, and the yeah. Young Bucks win, and they're going to get a tag title shot. Yep, and probably yep. actually, who knows? Who knows if that win or lose? It'll probably be on Collision though. Because the elites showing up on collision now. Wonder why that is. Um, next was really good match. Hangman Ooh, Page yeah. versus Swerve because everyone wins in their hometown. Chad. No, that's not how that works. That's why I picked Swerve. That's why I was the only person who picked Swerve. I was so close to picking Swerve. I will say on I'm this really AEW show, didn't. every match that was like I lost, I was so close to picking the other one. Like this one and the Don Callis family match near the end of the card, like and the Christy Cage match at the end. Those were three of the ones I stared at for like a long time. I was like, I don't know who to pick. And I, I thought I went with the safer bet in all of them. And I, I didn't with any of them. But this swerve pick was very difficult. This was a really great fucking match. This put swerve over swerve massively. Needs, yeah. And that's kind of why, like, I thought about it. Like, I was like, swerve needs to win this match. Like, he is a, he's a star in the making for AEW. Someone he's going up against someone in the elite who is a big name for AEW, and that would be a huge win for him. And that, that's what he yeah. needs is a huge win. And Wait, I, how, an incredible match. I how actually it takes for him to win a title. I think he'll win a title soon. Oh, yeah. Like if, if the media scrum is any indication like backstage, I, I, I keep on bringing up the media scrum because it's the first time I've ever watched a media scrum. Um, what they say in the media scrum? No, it was just like obviously Tony Khan talked about how good. Well, t- Tony Khan kind of kind of talked about it. He, you know, in his cocaine, like it, like he was craving cocaine because the media scrum was like. I'm two actually hours surprised long. you were able to make it through a media scrum because Tony Khan is there throughout the entire thing, do, not blinking. Do, yeah, in between, like people, uh, like the the wrestlers that come up and talk, he's kind of just like. Yeah, so I'm really glad that everyone's here tonight. We had a great night at uh 
at Wrestle Dream. It was really good to honor uh, Anoki, and uh, I, I I'm really excited for the next people that are about to come up. And now they are. Yep, there they are. They're coming up right now. <laughs> it's just like Tony Khan. Shut the fuck up. And then he doesn't talk a lot while while the actual wrestlers are up there talking, which is nice. Nice. Chad but, blinked. I win. Uh, I didn't know you guys were having a staring. We were contest. having a staring contest. Um, I did, Chad was doing it like ten seconds before I started, and like it took me like ten seconds to realize what he was doing. Unless you weren't doing that, yeah. But a lot of wrestlers talked about how how good Swerve was. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, they both put the, put Swerve over in the media scrum. They even talked about how Chris Jericho wasn't familiar with Swerve at all when Swerve first signed with the company a year and a half ago. And then Chris Jericho was like, this is the next big thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's really fucking good. So, so it's, it's not, it's not just TK that's noticing it. It's the other wrestlers putting over how good he's, he's been. I, I think a title shot while MJF is still face it needs to happen. So I'm thinking like, oh, good point. Winter is coming. Ooh, like I don't after think after the Jay white thing. Yeah. I don't think he wins that title shot, but it's it's a it's a good showing showing out for him yeah that's fair or have mjf turn heel and then whenever mjf loses to some face the first person that face but then he still won't win no i don't i honestly don't see swerve winning a belt soon but i think he will be a main event player now immediately now we are there it's like um it's awesome this, to see the the way I feel about Swerve coming out of this show is the way I felt about Damian Priest after Backlash. Yeah. Oh wow. This this was this was a huge coming out party. Like he's had great pay per view matches and great matches on Dynamite and Collision, but like he beat yeah. Hangman Page. This is like this, yeah, one of their like, guys. exactly like Priest. Like this is a person who's mid to upper mid card hovering in that but in that between those two to after this really good pay per view match go he is now main event material main event player week to week so i yeah. sure hope so i love his finishing move that little like kick to the back of the head he does yeah and i then, love i think that. he i think he also it, maybe it's a signature but the double stomp from the top especially yeah. when he did that during this match to hangman on i think he did it to him on the apron that looked disgusting yeah um all right this oh actually this was also my first uh stream freeze of the night um took that took that note Oh, I got mine in the next match. So mm. uh, 2.75 for this one. Uh, next match was Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Yuta, and we got John Moxley out there again. Uh, my uh, only comment on this was, holy shit, I'm tired. This is boring, yeah. which sucks because these guys are really good, but like, there's no build to this. It's just like got thrown together and somehow got put on the card, and I never even knew it was there until like, I was doing predictions. And uh, I don't care about Wheeler Yuta. I, I don't have any notes for the match other than Big Bill came out in support of Starks. Like that's yeah. it. I like Big Bill. I really like Ricky Stark's entrance. Not to say that it's as good as or even better than the guns, but yeah, that's that's good. one that's good. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks wins, and he stares down John Moxley after the match. It got a beer and a half. I would assume that's probably where they're headed with that. Whenever Moxley comes back and is wrestling again, because he just got a concussion, right? He didn't break anything. Yeah. Somehow. Just a little brain injury. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next, um, we got what Chad and I called, I think, the greatest 
and will probably never be topped greatest one beer match of all time. Joe, you, you weren't there. Obviously, we moved the group chat away from you so you could like sleep and we don't wake you up with our text messages. And but the exact things. the exact same second we both sent the exact same time. Holy shit, that might have been the greatest one beer match of all time to each other. And it, like <laughs> as I pushed send, I got a text message from Dylan that said yeah. like, that was the best one match beer, a one beer match of all time. Wow. Like fucking incredible. It was incredible. If you, you got to go back and watch this one. Almost as good as the match was our text, our texting skills. Yeah. It was pretty cool. One of the, so probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Why, why, why did you like the match? Um, well, you know, the transition it was, it was of cool. grapples <laughs> was insane. Like they were sitting, they would go, they would be doing moves that we knew. And then they would like swing their arms and legs into holds and grapples that I'd never seen before. And they were doing it constantly back and forth. It didn't seem like anyone gained an edge in this match for like 10 minutes. If you've can't ever say, seen like, edge, <laughs> if you've ever seen, a, if you've ever seen, yeah, Sam, so am I, uh, if you've ever seen like a really good Zack Sabre Jr. match where he's like, um, you know, countering and getting out of uh, holds and like the other person can't do it to him. You literally multiply that by two in this match because yeah, Danielson could both of them are that. like that. And that's what that's what was so cool to me was the the original counters, the original like grappling holds that they were doing to like this was technical wrestling at its finest. Yeah, um, that's fair. It's just like the biggest thing that came out of it was how Danielson won was he had to like he and he said it uh, he had to knock him out basically. Um, was it just the Busaiko knee that he hit to win? Uh, wasn't he using cattle mutilation? That was one of the holds he used, but I don't think that's how he won. I think he was using like strikes and stuff to win, followed with a, oh yeah, he was kicking him in the head, followed with the running knee and stuff. Yeah, he he pinned him. It wasn't like a submission or anything. I right? My dumb. I don't remember anymore. I honestly don't remember either. I was so hungover and it was so late. Uh, and then I have a quote from John Moxley during this match where he said, "Let's go, Brian." Fuck that guy on commentary. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He said he said that though, but he like covered his mic like like this. Yeah. <laughs> he like put his hand over his mic like I'm doing right now. But you could just Plus still like hear AEW every... on Wednesday trying to show us backstage videos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that the was fact, so bad. The fact that they re-ran that. Like I was like, oh my God, what are we doing? Like this is the focal point of the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, that got a beer, obviously. Greatest one beer match of all time. Uh, then we get into six man tag, Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers versus the Don Callis family. Yo, is Kenny Omega gonna win a fucking match again? Ever? Ever? <laughs> this is why I picked the Don Callis family. We no, talked about I know, this last I, time. My my note says I should have fucking known. And I agree. It like looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty, it makes total sense. I thought this was the one where they were going to finally have Kota Bushi and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho get up by pinning like Kanosuke Takeshita. Like I didn't see them pinning Will Ospreay. I didn't think they would pin Sammy that close to him, like turning. I was like, they'll pin Kanosuke Takeshita because that guy cannot keep getting pinfalls. And then he got another pinfall. But he does. That's just what he does. I like um, Kanosuke Takeshita. He's not that good. I think he's really good. I think he's good. I don't think he's good enough to have three straight pinfall victories over a Omega led team. Yeah, he's he's not. No, like no, that's insane. It's it's that they're they're doing this to make you try and think that he could. 
and it keeps winning. So I don't know. That's the well, thing. Continue to win something. Um, I have a take for this. Um, so obviously Ooh. in the Omega and Osprey match from earlier this year, the Forbidden Door one, uh, the Omega kicking out at one to the one winged angel. Um, yeah. Jer- Jericho had a kick out at one during this match that just fell so flat. Like it was the it's like they they planned this spot out for Jericho to kick out at one uh, after Guevara hit him with a code breaker. And yeah. the crowd just like did not give a fuck. Yeah. And I kind this of found a it hilarious. A slow card, though. If they wanted them to get into that moment, they needed this 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 match to be at a different time of the card. Well, they also, yeah, they followed Danielson Saber, which was yeah, probably the most the hyped match for this card. The only yeah, if they put this like this second card. or third, yeah. they would have probably had a much better showing or first oh my god instead of MJF, well received yeah um abushi finally woke up he did some uh Uh, i guess more than he previously did but not by much (laughs) that's why i said he woke up (laughs) he he had like this um, guy he had like this like murderer look on his face like late into the match where like they were like hitting him with strikes and he was just he was just no selling them and then he just started to kick the shit out of everyone so that was kind of cool but like at the same time it's like where was this uh during blood and guts or whatever other match he had at the last uh, oh the six-man tag at the last pay-per-view yeah or oh all yeah in, all in not all out um but yeah obviously uh let's see oh i all right my last two notes have to deal with the end of the match so aubrey edwards ref to chris jericho match obviously she there was a at the end of the match, she goes to tend to Will Ospreay for literally no reason at all, just so that Don Callis can interfere and he hits Jericho with Floyd the bat, and that's how the match ends because Aubrey Edwards is fucking stupid. That's pretty much it. It got uh four and a quarter beers, but not Aubrey's a good not, like Will Ospreay was sorry, not a good ending too. Like I would Aubrey's rather have watched not a lot more be Will happy when she hears this. She's really not. She's probably gonna do it more. Um, all right, let's move on. Next match. Oh, uh, this got me reinterested in the pay per view. FTR versus Aussie Open. Speaking of good entrances, Aussie Open. I really Aussie, like their Aussie, entrance. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, love that. Even if it's only for like the first 10 seconds of their entrance, I love it. Just reminds me say, of uh, what is that? Euro Trip? Is that Euro Trip? Uh, well, Europe is in Australia. Right, but yeah. isn't okay. Is that the movie where they do that? I don't think so. In the bus, isn't it? They do it in the bus. There is a bus in Eurotrip, but I don't think they were Australian. I think they okay. were British. I British. think they were like Man U fans or something. Well, that was one of the bus scenes. Yeah. Actually, it might be the only bus scene. I don't know. Anyways. Um, <laughs> this, so... isn't a man, this isn't a Eurotrip podcast. So Yeah. So, Chad, who did you pick to win this match? Uh, I switched. Uh, so after the Don Callis family match, I had uh, no possibility to win uh, or tie unless I switched both picks of FTR and the Christian Cage match to the opposite of what I originally picked. So I switched to Aussie Open, but even I told you there's no way in fucking hell they win this match. But I and mean, they didn't. They didn't. But I will say he did win the Christian Cage b- match. This was a fucking banger, and I got the Chris Catch match right. Yeah, but so, Dylan, did you win the title? Yeah. Yep. The Damn, boyhood guess, dream has come I guess, true. I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to go to Maryland to win it back. No. No. I'm probably just gonna lose it this weekend. 
I'm pr- I'm probably yeah. just gonna lose it this weekend. I can't fucking believe there's a pay per view this weekend. I'm so fucking upset. You really can't believe that. I can. It feels like there's one every fucking weekend right now. Yeah. Yeah. We we like. We've watched one retro. Well, we could we could have watched more if you guys weren't so goddamn busy. Sorry, did take a couple weeks where we we skipped (laughs) one. Skip the whole show. Skip the retro. I am on board right now, though. After fucking the like the two week gap we have between Fast Lane and Crown Jewel, we got to do fucking retros. I want to watch WrestleMania 17. Well, we still have to do No Way Out 2001. we're, We're almost there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do two weeks of it. Do yeah, we'll get there. We're good. Don't worry about it. Um, what about what about FTR and Aussie Open? Dude, Aussie Open hit a shatter machine and then hit their own finisher and still didn't win the match. Yeah, yeah. This put Aussie Open up up high in my my list of takes. They're really good. They're They're really good. Awesome. And Kyle Fletcher's like 24. Mark Davis hits fucking hard. Yeah, those chops, him and Dax, yeah. the chops. Yeah. Woof. Um, I mean, FTR wins this match with a super shatter machine. Um, I think this was the highest rated match on this card, five and a quarter. Yes. Um, really good match. FTR retains. Uh, and then let's get to main event. Christian Cage, Darby Allen. Um, I totally forgot when this started that it was two out of three falls. Um yeah. Let's see. I mean, I think there's only like a couple things to talk about here. The match itself, I have very little to talk about. Really? I have one big thing to talk about, and it's that Darby Allen almost died. Dude, the so steps. after the first two fit pinfalls, Christian Cage decided to make this a fucking Extreme Rules match or a fucking Street Fighter, whatever you want to call it, and just started fucking beating the shit out of Darby Allen to where at one point, while they were staying on the edge of the ring, he body slammed him out of the ring onto a set up set of stairs and Darby's back and like neck hit the the hard edges of the stairs like the corner of the steps gross as fucking disgusting I watched it in slow-mo earlier today then they put Darby then they put Darby on a stretcher and Christian gets on top on the top rope and does a splash onto Darby onto the stretcher yeah it was just which has to the match ends when he hit his finisher onto the wood underneath yeah, fucking Matt. He pulled the uh, he pulled the Tommaso Champa and pulled like all the like in that unsanctioned match with him and Johnny because that's the last time I remember this happening. But like pulled like all the padding off the mat, like untied the entire thing as they were tending to Darby and just like went fucking crazy. Uh, and Christian Cage retains somehow. That's you know what we did here. Um, I mean, looking back on it now that we know what showed up and what they're gonna go for immediately it makes complete sense to me that christian cage won and i said that to you in text message it makes complete sense for christian to win because it sets up the edge versus christian thing yeah immediately. so for those of you who live under a rock uh edge is now all and elite. don't get context clues of the entire night what on this day i said and they and they don't get context clues of what we've been hinting at the entire night. Everything yeah. Yeah, that too. Um, so, yeah, they got Metalingus, Alter Bridge. Uh, also, the I saw, did you guys see who is who did the You Think You Know Me? Beth Phoenix does You Think You Know Him. Beth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's Beth who does that. Um, Edge is an AEW. Uh, excitement level. Okay. So... 
I will say it's high because I'm, high. I'm not. It's not from everything I've read from Edge so far is that people in WWE are very happy for him, right? They didn't have a lot for him, so they were perfectly fine with him leaving. So he's not going over there in a bad light, which is my number one concern with this whole thing was that it was like a a bad split. But according to Edge on his social media, he said that people in AWR or WWE are all happy for him because he's got like his own thing going. And yeah, it, it's he's he, gonna be a he's gonna be an actual storyline instead of seventy returns a year. Yeah, like they have impossible. They're but. going to use him as a <laughs> constant person on the card. Yeah, and I'm excited for a few years of Edge doing that before he actually like leaves. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm happy for him. Not to mention the fucking matches we could see. He named a couple matches that I heard when he said it. Kenny Omega versus Adam Copeland. Edge. Is I'm going just, to be amazing. Yeah. I'm just upset. And, and I'll tell you why. Because I made a meme and I posted it to our ex. And nobody liked it. Or retweeted it. What was the meme? It was Will Ferrell and Step Brothers in the backseat of the car. And it's and I I said I'm not gonna call him Adam, not even if there's a fire. What the fuck? That's that's like when he's in the backseat of the car. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna call him dad. He's like, he, she she's like, you're a you're a 38 year old man. I don't expect you to call him dad. That's because you tweeted it on Monday, Joe. Everyone's watching Raw. That's fair. You got to stay up and watch the pay per view and tweet it then, or tweet it on tweet it on Wednesday. Yeah. I think you're. I think it's just your timing was off. That's all. Damn. It's a good tweet. Damn. It's a good meme. It's a great meme. I. I actually. Yeah. I'm gonna. I. I actually upgraded it after I posted it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, it. It's. It's fine. It's not. It's not that much better. It's just. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then we also had the Nick Wayne turn, which we already talked about. Dumb as um, fucking rocks. Yeah. Uh, this got five beers. We'll talk more about this when we get to Dynamite. Uh, 35 and a half total beers for AEW Wrestle Dream. There was a point during the show where I was like, they're not even going to eclipse 30. Like, this is going to be like the worst AEW pay-per-view of all time. Um, last couple of matches obviously helped that out a lot. Um, Joe just sent us the upgraded meme. Oh, okay. I see. I understand. Yeah. Also, I was really surprised they were able to get rated our superstar at the time. And then the reports came out that it like hasn't been trademarked for like three years. So there's that. Um, yeah. And I'm the champ. So probably just for this week. Paper champ. Um, yeah. No, not a paper champ. The champ. I won. Paper champ. Square. Where's one the by, I won by two. You guys got third and fourth. Uh, Sam paper got second. Champ. Paper champ. Where's your belt? So Joe's house. It's not. No, it's at Chad's house. That Chad's it's in house. my living room. Okay. Or my main cave. Sorry. I'll just, I'll have just him remember. I'll, just remember, Chad. Him. Every time you look at it, that's mine. Yeah, for like I'll, three days, and then I'll, Saturday, me or Joe's no, gonna win it back. Like we always do. Seven days, six days. Um, be six days. God damn it. No. So, I'll have him bring it to my house since, like, it's much more likely that I'll see you before Chad does. Because Chad, like Chad, will probably never see you again. Because Chad's see gonna him in fucking April. Yeah, but Joe's gonna see me in February for sure. That's true. In Phoenix. What? Yeah, we're yeah. going to fucking going golf. to Dewey's bachelor party. And then I'll also nice. see him again in May. I'll see well, him in April. Joe's also gonna see me in April, April? for the wedding. Dewey's wedding. Oh yeah, Dewey's wedding. <laughs> and then again in June. Yeah, for your wedding. 
Yeah. A lot of exciting times, boys. Yeah. We're May the, so when you say crazy. May, that's that's your bachelor party, Joe. It's gonna be May. I think I think Memorial Day is the best time for it. I haven't planned anything, but Okay. We could talk off air about that. Yeah, we need to figure that out. We need to figure that out. Yeah, you wanna come? Yeah. Chad? Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking Shenandoah. Where's that? Shenandoah Valley Virginia? in Virginia. <laughs> How many hours live in Virginia? You know how many times I've ventured towards the Appalachian Mountains? Uh, twice since because I was dating a girl who lived in Blacksburg, Virginia. Was it Sam? No. Then I'm not interested in this story. Yeah, not at all. Let's get to the weekly recap. <laughs> let's hurry through this weekly recap. I'm yeah, team let's, Sam. Let's, let's mostly for first. for WWE stick to uh the fast lane stuff and just kind of talk about that. Um, and then Chad's three best things from NXT. I mean, we've pretty much talked about Collision and Dynamite all we need to. I feel like we've mentioned everything that we really need to talk about. Anyway, SmackDown. Um, what matches did they make on SmackDown? So they established that Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa are going to face John Cena and a mystery partner last week. Y'all talked about that. Yep. And, but this week we confirmed who his partner is going to be. And it will be LA Knight, as you mentioned previously. Yeah. So I think this is how they set up Roman versus LA Knight at Crown Jewel. Yep. It's easy. They, him and Cena win this weekend, and then Roman comes back next week to complain, and then is interrupted by LA Knight, who demands a title shot or something like that, and then that's how the crown jewel match gets made. It's easy. Easy. Easy peasy. So we're all on the same page. Uh, LA Knight and Cena winning that match. Yeah, I've already written that down. Put it in Sharpie. Uh, uh, I think the other match they made for Fastlane during SmackDown is that six-man tag, uh, LWO versus mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the the Hurt Business 2.0, Lashley and the Street Profits. You think this stays a six-person tag? Why wouldn't it? Isn't isn't it a because mystery there, partner? There are four members of uh, LWO, and the Wikipedia currently says either Joaquin Phoenix or Cruz del Toro will be a part of the match. No, I think I don't think either one of them will be part of the match. I think they're going to do something tomorrow, and it's going to be a mystery person, and it's going to be like Dragon Lee or uh, like Ooh, Dragon Lee with Carlito. Carlito. I think it'll be four on four, and I think they'll introduce a mystery fourth person to the other team. I think I think those two options are the only way to go. I don't the, like like Carlito's apparently signed Cruz. right now, right? He's allegedly been signed for like a long time, but Eric Young was allegedly signed same, for like same eight with Ky- months. And same, never with Kyrie, same with Kyrie. Same with Kyrie. He was signed, and then he requested he never showed release, up I'm once. Pretty sure, and never now he's back in Impact, once. right? Yeah, he is an Impact. He never showed up once, but he was doing work backstage. I'm pretty sure. Well, they said he was going to show up, and then he openly disagreed with the with Vince McMahon coming back to the company when that happened. Yeah, he, fuck like, Vince. He made a vocal and then he requested his release and Triple H was like, sure, man. Yeah. We don't care. Triple H is, <laughs> is cool. He's nice. I fucking hate Vince. So much. He sucks. I know Chad's a big fan, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just admitted it. <laughs> he admitted it. <laughs> um, So SmackDown, other things. Uh, What else we got? Uh, the Did you know Cameron Grimes still fucking exists? Yeah. He was on I totally forgot. I forgot that. To <laughs> the moon. Um, the slap heard round the world. Mia Yim to Jimmy Uso, and Jimmy Uso, after he got slapped, got back up and was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Or Jay um, Uso at the beginning of the night, like trying to get the Jimmy. microphone handed to him. Sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy. acting like he's the fucking tribal chief. Yeah. 
Also, oh yeah, the Jimmy storyline versus the Jay storylines right now are so like one one is so much better than the other. Which was better, oh, Jay? I don't or know. Jimmy? I really like both of them. Yeah, I don't know which Jimmy's, one. Jimmy's. I think Jimmy's is way better. I like the Jay Uso. Like the the roster doesn't like Jay Uso. Like people coming to terms with him, kind of thing. I like but it. I just said Jimmy's or Jay's is better. You oh. said Jimmy's was better. You did say Jimmy. You literally said Jimmy's. Was did better. I really? Yeah, because yeah. you're stupid. Okay, well, Jay's is better. <laughs> the one on Raw is better. I like Jimmy's. As Jimmy's well. doesn't make any fucking sense. How many times is he going to leave and rejoin the bloodline? Yeah, I agree with Dylan. Well, right now that. he's like, there's no, there's no Roman Reigns, so I'm trying to be the tribal chief, and I'm gonna, I'm basically running it, and everyone's doing what I say is happening right now. But like, yeah. but no one's listening he's, to he, him. Yeah, but he's dumb, and so when it turns on him, it's gonna be like Roman Reigns versus is gonna beat yeah, the shit out of Jimmy. It'll Uso. be Roman versus Jimmy. Yeah, the assistant the to the tribal chief is not crushing it right now. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. What else? Uh, let's uh-huh. see. Oh, oh I, I made had, the triple threat official as well. Yeah, I had Charlotte Flair beats Bailey, and then I said, "We'll face Sky at Fastlane." Fuck. And then they made the triple threat, or Bailey made the triple threat that happened, and I was like, "Okay, sweet. I'm looking forward to this now." I would not have looked forward to EO Sky versus Charlotte because of the obvious Charlotte's probably going to win, but now it's not so obvious. So I'll go with EO. Yeah, I kind of like it. I'd probably, I'm probably going to go with EO at this point. Yeah, same. It doesn't matter. Whatever you choose is wrong. So I just said the same thing as you. So you're wrong too. And if we all choose the same thing, then I retain. You could have just said that you're the champ. I'll just say held up your belt. Oh wait. Oh yeah, your belt. Fucking hate you. You You want me to go grab it since I have it? No. Dylan's got to pee, or he's getting the Stone Cold belt. Um. I guess my only other comment for SmackDown is the pretty deadly promo this week was also once again really fucking enjoyable. I fucking love the pretty deadly promo. This like Elton get well Elton Prince thing is the funniest yeah, it's, shit. It's in the funny world. as shit. I like it a lot. I don't need your belt. I have the OG. We retired that one, dude. Nope. It's the OG. This is the real belt. Sure. Do you no, watch? I, this I game really belly? like the one that Joe got. Yeah, I'm watching the uh, the commies Bears game. It's kind of disgusting. Glad I really glad I didn't bet on it. Yeah, I'm kind of sad. But I I'm gonna lose that one dollar. Buckus died today, so I did I did tell uh, Dick Buckus. Yeah, I did tell people I was like hammer the Bears, but then I didn't take it, so I feel like an idiot. Um, yeah, the WWE. I mean, the NFL is definitely scripted, so it makes more sense the Bears would have won this game. Yeah. Okay. Collision. Um, I watched it and have one note that says this show needs to switch nights when it competes with a PLE because it was yeah. just bad. It was not a good show. All my notes are like shit I don't care about. The it's only like, thing the notes are like this person won this match against this person. That's the only that's thing it. I'll say is Andrade El Idolo beating Juice Robinson with the guns out there. Basically a three on one advantage is like Andrade's over as fuck. In that company. That was literally my only note was Andrade beats Juice in a good match. He's getting pushed. We are pushing Andrade on that show. Not out of the company. Think so? Not not the old kind of when we say someone's no, getting a push. Yeah, not like that. But like they are they are going to give him title shots and all sorts of shit here soon. I promise you that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. He's winning everything clean, no matter who they put him against. But that's like a for collision. It was a bad show. Let's move on to Raw. Yeah, what did uh, what matches did they make for Fastlane at Raw? The tag team title match is official between 
Cody and Jay versus the Judgment Day. Yep. Who do you think is going to win? Judgment Probably Day. Probably the Judgment Day. <laughs> I just hate seeing Cody lose. He won't. Yeah, but Jay will. Jay will. Yeah. Well, Cody will be in the lost column, but Jay will get pinned. Yeah. The only thing that scares me is them winning by DQ. Oh, that's fair. I don't care. I don't know, like Dirty Dick uh, gets involved or something. <laughs> dirty Dick. Dirty Sub. Um, here's here's something that I totally forgot, and I think we've talked about it once on this show before. Michael Cole has missed two shows in 26 years. Yeah, we That's have talked about that. the most insane statistic. Like, wrestling, st- wrestling stats are so awesome. Like, those ones like that. I just want to point out that that, that stat was thrown out in an awesome promo from Seth Rollins. Yep. Followed up by an awesome Shinsuke promo, followed by an awesome Shinsuke beatdown. But then Shinsuke raised the belt above his head. And I was like, well, yeah, fast I mean, lane's easy to predict. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you thought Rollins was going to lose that match, I mean, you're a silly goose. I didn't, but I just immediately made it 99 to 100% clear. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a little bit of stuff going on with the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley was upset since she had been gone. Um, do, do we think that they make any more matches for Fastlane? Because the one I can think of is a Rhea match where she faces pretty much all the girls that were out there at the beginning of the night. No, Shayna, I think they save Shayna that. Nia, Raquel in a fatal four way. No, I think they save that for like the uh, Survivor Series or something. I don't but think that's that the one now. time a year where Raw and SmackDown go head to head. That's true. That's not necessary. I'd rather Rhea versus EO. I'm just saying, I don't think it's happening between now and Saturday because it's already Thursday. It's not a thing. Oh, also, yeah, Raw, that was their go-home show. That's a good point. So yeah, but- I think they will add something on fucking Friday Night SmackDown because I think they're going to go with six matches, five matches. I just don't seems- know what. Yeah, I just don't know where. The- Maybe like an Austin Theory, Grayson Waller tag match that's like useless or something. But but against two, who are they feuding with? The same teams that are in the three-on-three match. Exactly. I don't know. Look, man. They're going to create some stupid match that has like next to no build and doesn't matter a lot. And uh, it's probably going to be easy. Unless to they do, like the unless they do a rematch for Monday, Champa and Gunther, because that was dope. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a good match. That was fun. And Johnny was Gargano's awesome. back finally. Oh, I was so excited. He's been, he's been, he's been cleared to wrestle since April. Yeah, but this, this felt like the right time to bring him back. I feel like if they had brought him back before. It wouldn't have meant as much as it did as the, the main event. Champa puts a 35 minute long, TV match up there. It really felt like at times he could have won that match. And then I wanted him to. Honestly. I wanted him to win too. After like he hit Gunther the more, after but... he hit the widow's bell. And then he also put Gunther in that um that submission hold like twice during the match. It was I, I really was on their feet. I like, really thought it might be over. At any time I'm okay with Gunther losing now. Yeah. Depends on who it is, but for the most part, timing wise, yeah, I agree. Like Sure, like we've talked about how Gable is going to be his number one competitor, the guy who beats him eventually. Should be. But I I don't really care about that in the long term. Like I'm okay with him losing now that he's beaten the hockey talk man. I can, I think I yeah, I think I care more in the long term about Gunther losing it and immediately being thrust into the main event title yeah. picture. So let's be honest with ourselves. I think the last few weeks of him like doing these main event matches for the Intercontinental over the last like month or two has proven he can easily be a guy who runs the show as the champ. Oh yeah. 
put the fucking and he's got world goons heavyweight who on lose. him now. And he's got yes. goons who lose. That's Classic like the WWE perfect setup. heel. Perfect heel. This is JBL all over again. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 Basham uh, brothers. The ba- I was literally about to say, but I couldn't think of Kaiser and Vinci's names. Uh, but I knew the Basham brothers. <sighs> now he just needs his Orlando Jordan. Ilya Dragunov. Oh, sh- well, he's a champ now. I mean, when he loses, they bring him up at around the same time that he goes in the main event scene. Tell me that doesn't work. I like that a lot. Um, anything else from Raw? Oh, the McIntyre stuff. Um, I don't like it. I just think Miz will Pick be the side. one. I just think Miz will be the one who eventually just like pesters McIntyre enough to finally bring the heel out in him. When he I think said that's the kind of where they're like, going with this. They all forgive me now. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, him him like sarcastically saying that that was really dumb. And also, I didn't really get it. But that's also because like, I wasn't really paying that much attention because on Monday nights, wrestling is on the laptop and football's like, on the big screen. It's fucking three hours long, too. Like, please stop. Yeah. Hopefully in this media deal, we like get something that's two hours long. They won't. They will never do that. They make too much money with ads. All right. Three best things from NXT, Chad. Are you ready? What do you yeah, got? I'm ready. All right. Number three. Uh, I'm going to keep going with what I've been talking about for uh, weeks before I disappeared for a month. Uh, tournaments on NXT are awesome. The Global Heritage Cup was great when it happened. And now we've got the women's breakout tournament again. I love that this show loves tournaments. I love tournaments. I'm going with the women's breakout tournament being a thing as my number three. Because you put a bracket, yeah. you put a bracket in front of me. I'm instantly rock hard like Juice Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picking no, it, every it, single person it, in there. I love it just it. gives you a reason to come back every week, you know? Yeah. Uh, final two in the tournament. I mean, Kalani, Jordan, and Lola Vice appear to be the favorites. We talked about yeah, this Yeah, those already. are the two everyone on the internet thinks. Wait, I, don't I don't think I know. Lola I don't think is. I know anyone else. Lola Vice, uh, look up her Instagram, Joe. You'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Especially if you're under Hispanic women like me. Whoa. Uh, she used to be man. a UFC fighter. Whoa. Hopefully she but, yeah. does all right in the WWE where the fighting's real. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Cuban. Mm-hmm. Is she the chick that was in that tag team with that one girl that got released? No, no, no. That was I don't even Lisa know who you're and uh, Valentina Feroz. Valentina yeah. Feroz. Who got released? Leon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What uh, was the girl's name? Lola Vice. Yeah. Lola Vice. All right, my number two. I'm gonna go with the women's title picture. Uh, with the NXT. Okay. Uh, this week they brought Indy Hartwell back down for a match. They have Roxy like trying to get in the title match picture again. They've got the Blair Davenport, Gigi Dolan stuff. Then this week Lyra Jade Valkyria. will be back soon. Yep, Laura. I uh, mean Lyra Valkyria won the triple threat match to be the number one contender this may uh, this week. I am all for the women's title picture. I think while I I wish that Becky wasn't the champion, she was just down there competing. Uh, I think that we're about to have some really awesome matches between Becky and a litany of great NXT females, including Lyra and Roxy. Yeah, I think those two, I don't know, other than those two and Cora, like who else she has to face? Because it's like those two, Cora and Tiffany Stratton are like the four. Gigi, NXT. JC. Yeah, Gigi and JC, sure. Thea, uh, Thea Hale. Yeah, okay. Um, Electra Lopez. Sure. Uh, Kiana James showed up in the triple threat and like attacked Roxy. I think she wants a shot at Becky. Well, yeah. she'll probably be facing Roxy for but now. Yeah, I, I guess eventually. eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay. And then um, last but not one. least, 
I'm going with the entirety of the the trick and mellow slash Elia like thing, the like the, the main title picture slash promo. Let's also, while we're talking about it, mention that it looks like the first contender for Elia Dragunov's title is Baron Corbin. Okay, yeah, he called him out backstage. What also makes sense because he beat Baron Cornbread. Er, Baron Cornbread beat Braun Breaker, and he beat Elia on NXT oh, yeah. like a month ago. Yeah, that's so the true. only loss that Elia has since he lost to Carmelo last time is to Baron Corbin. Baron Cornbread, yeah. sorry. So Baron Cornbread getting the title shot here makes the most sense. But I really want to focus. The Trick and Mello is going to come up. We are getting Trick Mello at some point. We have to one on one. Trick loses the title here, but in the promo earlier, Trick was like, "I got this. I'm the champ now." And Mello was like, "Yo, dog, like, uh." watch out for these guys they're gonna fuck with you and he was like no nah, i got this by myself don't come out there and i know that next week Mello's gonna beat braun breaker or trick's gonna get involved somehow and lose the match and it's gonna kind of start setting up this trick versus mellow storyline and i think it's gonna be great to like culminate those two against each other at some point yeah and i think Mello's gonna put trick over and then Mello's gonna leave and then trick's gonna start becoming a number one contender for Elia. and i would not be surprised if that six months from now the person who beats Elia is trick williams He's just so over right now. Pump that trick. Whoop. Whoop pump. That, whoop that whoop, trick. Whoop say that pump. Trick. Okay, I'm sorry. Say I didn't pump, know. Joe? I didn't know. Pump that trick? That doesn't even make any sense. Neither does whoop. Yes, it does. You whoop that trick. What does that even mean? You whoop uh, so a person is a trick and you whoop them. You don't pump you don't pump a person. I mean you could. Could, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You need to pump. Anything else for next C? Nope. Uh, I was pretty upset that uh, Trick lost the belt, but it really does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Fucking sub. Uh. All right. Dynamite. Dude. Um. What the fuck is a whoop? Edge and Kenny, or Edge like Kenny and Chris Jericho start the show, and fucking Edge. That backstage Canadian segment was awesome. Edge saying to Kenny Omega, "Like it's nice to meet you," and then those two like shaking hands and giving a stare down at each other. I got like rock hard just thinking about the idea of a Kenny Omega Edge match. I got so juiced Robinson for that. Oh, I'm gonna start saying that from now on. <laughs> so juiced. I got so juiced. I got so juiced <laughs> watching Bailey. Um, um so we set up Jay White versus MJF at full gear. I've already talked about that. Uh Wardlow's back, Chad. Excitement fuck. level. What what's the lowest number I can pick? Uh ten. I'm gonna go with zero. Um I guess there is a zero and 10. Okay. I'll give you that. I'm going to pick the lowest number possible as in, I'm not excited at all. I hate this. I don't like Wardlow and I'm not just because he changes over to WWE. Be like, he's my favorite person now. Oh, he will. You will though. (laughs) I forgot we said that last week too. The mini roast of Chad was last week. Um, Dude. What about the M or MJF backstage segment with fucking Max caster? Kind of weird. It was funny. He just like so. Let me get this right because I was half paying attention, but MJF was doing an interview with Renee, and then Caster or like the acclaimed walk in behind in the training room, and then Caster comes up and just starts rubbing his shoulders and massaging him. Yeah, it came like, off a little rapey, but he like took the spot of the the medical official and started like massaging his shoulders, and then MJF was like, "You're sending me all these weird tweets on." x and you're like 
you're you're sending me text messages like leave me the fuck alone man <laughs> and then yeah. he tries to give him the scissor and mjf's like no scissors for you <laughs> oh so that's funny but not anything else mjf does chad no i like that backstage segment that was good okay okay i like mjf i just wish we'd go back to the other storyline i like the right, heel right, way yeah, better right yeah right okay Sounds and good. I hate Wardlow, and I also hate Tony Storm's new fucking gimmick. Timeless Tony Storm. That was a battle of big butts. Uh, her versus Sky Blue. Mm. Oh, Sky Blue. Sup. Tony Storm's. Just sup. Uh, what about Hobbs being in the Don Callis family? But why? I don't know. But why? Because why not? Is Don Callis family the new NWO? Is he just going to keep recruiting people until it's like half the roster? I sure fucking hope not. I'm already tired of it. <laughs> I mean, they're hey, as I've always said, I mean, they're doing a great job as heels, making you hate them. I don't like factions. They're doing no. their jobs. He does say that all the time. I think it's annoying. I do. I do. I do do that. Do do. Yeah, yeah but you. no, I like a lot of heels. I don't like this, so I don't agree they're doing their job. Okay. All they're right, more fine. annoying on my screen than good heel. All right. Um, last thing to talk about, Edge. Uh like immediate future. Um, immediate future and like retirement stuff. Like, what is the immediate? I mean, is he going to be going up against Christian Cage's posse immediately? Do we think? Yeah, I mean, he's facing Luchasaurus next week. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, next week he's got Luchasaurus. So yes. Okay. All right, that answers that question because I'm an idiot. And um, and then Christian said, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> on the <laughs> last words of fucking dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm assuming we will see them team up at, at some point. Uh, do we see Edge and Christian versus the Hardys in AEW? Versus the Dudleys, too? <laughs> no. I highly doubt that. I also don't think the first one ever happens. Okay. Um, is the retirement match for both of them Edge versus Christian? No. You don't think so? I think, th- I think that'll happen very early in Edge's time uh AEW, and I think he will continue. Yeah, but don't you think like that. the rematch would be like they'll do it early and then they'll it won't be like the best, and then the retirement match is the is a couple years down the road when they're ready to hang him up and they do it again. I mean, maybe you don't sign Edge when you have Christian and just do that once, you know? My favorite thing was the he was like, I'm here to do new things I've never done before, and then he goes right after somebody he's known his whole life. Yeah, but he's never fought Luchasaurus, though. That's true. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. On this day, um, I see clearly. Match you're most excited for that's not Edge versus Kenny Omega. Okay, that was the one, though. Edge versus Jay White. Ooh. Edge versus... He said that one, too, and that was the other one that like clicked in my mind. Like, Edge versus Jay White's going to fucking slap. Daniel Bryanson? We've seen that. Yeah. Have we? He did say John Moxley though, and that one sounded pretty good too. Oh yeah, yeah, WrestleMania. Never mind. Well, that was a triple threat. Yeah, I think they've had a singles match though. Yeah, I think it was at Elimination Chamber or Fastlane that year. Oh, man, probably Fastlane. I'm thinking Fastlane. I think mine is not a singles match. I think mine is Edge and Christian versus FTR. No, no, they're they're gonna be boys. It's gonna be rated FTR. Yes, that will happen, and I think that will happen soon. But I think whenever Edge and Christian do team up in this run, which they will, Edge and Christian versus FTR, it, it can be face-face. I don't give a shit. Dude. But I'm give me very fucking, much looking forward to that. Give me fucking heel Edge and Christian in the heel work they've been doing in the retros we're watching right now. 
<laughs> like they the go back to the, the five second hillbilly pose shit. Yeah, the, the five, five second, second pose. pose. Like, they reek of awesomeness. Yeah, that would be so good. Or bring in Kurt Angle and give us ECK. Like, yeah, I, really I think don't Kurt, watch I Kurt Angle ever wrestle again. Done. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't ever want to watch Kurt Angle give a fucking promo ever again, let alone wrestle a match. Yeah, that's true. He's he so bad be... at pro. He was so bad at promos in his last run. Yeah, but he used to be so good. Used to be. Used to be the best. Edge still is good, like, and Christian honestly... can still go too. Yeah, Christian's oh, great. Yourself. That's all I had to say, and I was like, holy fuck. Christian's great. I've been really enjoying Christian's... Uh, promo work his interview work it's it's been good how he makes fun of people who don't have dads yeah fuck them seriously dude look it's fine can't say that that's fucked up yeah i think that's it's a great place to end the show uh <laughs> <laughs> um uh but seriously next week I, I am being serious we should probably end the show it's getting late uh next week we will have oh we're gonna have beer ratings from fast lane yay um luckily it's on a saturday thank you wwe thank you nick khan um for that uh so we'll have beer ratings for that and the weekly recap uh from this week that is about to happen starting with smackdown tomorrow so get excited for that hopefully next week will not be as long of a show but obviously we had two pay-per-views to talk about and then the week after retros are back chad get excited for that fuck yeah uh Predictions will be out for Fast Lane on Saturday before the show. Uh, no promises on this show coming out on Saturday, especially since we didn't even do predictions for that show. We did give a little preview, um, but show will probably be out Sunday when you listen to this, if you are listening. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at DDT Wrestle Pod. I am the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling Champion, Dylan. I've been joined by Joe and Chad, and we'll catch you on down the road. Thank you.